My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Hi, I'm Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Chris, and welcome to episode 18. We have lots of news and an entire book to predict, so I think we're going to jump right into it. Lots of stuff's going to happen. 18, episode 18, does that mean we've been doing this for 18 months? Yes, it does. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. A year and a half. How about time, that? Time flies. Yeah, Absolutely. Predictions? We doing predictions this episode? Predictions. I'm, I, I don't even know that I'm prepared to do that. Is a book coming out? <laughs> well, we can, I can make predictions, but of what? I can't even to be right. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make correct predictions, right? Yeah, because you know what? You know how Where's you the guys, fun in that? You know how you guys pigeonholed me last year? <laughs> messed out of uh, out of uh, defending myself at the uh, reveal there for the episode for the uh, predictions. You guys just tore into me and kind of left your guys' predictions alone. So we'll see if we can fix that this year. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Chris. Uh, what we got on the news front? We got uh, brand new layouts on the portal and the forum. Absolutely. The portal and the forum have been necromanced. They have. Dun, dun, dun. They look dun, dun, awesome. Dun. I hope you guys like them, though, really. I yeah. mean, they, you know, we um, – and, you know, on that as well with the necromancer uh, theme, uh, we also opened up the uh, the alchemist theme. If you guys haven't seen that yet, you can click four on Four wonderful alchemist. choices. Yeah, yeah. All four are open now. And, you know, it takes quite a while to do all of that with the coding and the collaring and all that stuff. So we, we hope you guys uh, enjoy the uh, the new collars. Absolutely. They're awesome. It was a nice surprise when I logged in. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hope you guys are enjoying the colors. And uh, on the Necromancer front, the first five chapters of the Necromancer had been revealed. Wasn't that crazy? I mean, that was out like, of the blue. Out of the no blue. one knew that was coming. Out of the blue. I mean, uh, no forewarning that 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 I know of. I mean, it was just all of a sudden it was there and they were released. And um, Michael had uh, tweeted and posted about it and posted about it on the forums. And uh, yeah, the first five chapters. Of course, the first chapter we already had mm-hmm. from yes. the back of the sorceress. And then uh, if you're a forum member, you saw uh, another one of the chapters. That was a Christmas present, wasn't it? If I'm not, not mistaken, from Michael. It was, was it Christmas or was it birthday? I, was it a, was it the forum birthday gift or his birthday it gift was, or no, something? Yeah, it was a it was a present. Formal birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. So the um, there was one of those chapters. So really, for for anyone following yeah. the forum, there was only actually three new chapters released. But still, I mean, yeah. And you know, to keep our predictions pure. I personally did not read these five chapters before no, I, this recording. No, I don't. You, well, I mean, obviously, everyone's read the first chapter. Yes, yeah. Other than so, the other than the first one in the Zabalba chapter. Right. Yeah. But so, there wasn't too much really given away in those chapters. Yeah, I I, I haven't read the other uh, the other three new chapters. So anything that's in that to this point, we're not really going to be uh, discussing. 
specifically in this uh, predictions episode. So you don't have to worry. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> we have not cheated. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're not we're not cheating in this episode. So we've got uh, a few quotes of the day up, thanks to Michael. Being you know at the time of this release, you guys should have about fifteen of them, and only ten more to go. Yeah, it's great seeing some some quotes and you, you know trying to figure on, out on that on that tenth day after this is released. I think that you know he's basically going to just uh, you know release all the quotes at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used that joke on the last episode. So. I think did. <laughs> but yeah, obviously the book's coming out that day. So. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the quote of the day, we did that last year with the uh, with the Sorceress, mm-hmm. and it was very, very successful. And so far uh, this year, it's brought a lot, a lot of uh, new people into the forums, which is – Yeah, it's uh, been, it's been jumping lately. Yeah, it's really great. And if you uh, play the uh, Apprentice game that – we created back in the fall. You can find three extra quotes if yeah. you're observant enough to find if them. You, if you can find them. Inside the game, there are three quotes, direct quotes from the Necromancer. Now that we've got some new forum members, hopefully we've got some new listeners. So if you haven't played yeah. The Apprentice yet, you can find it on the main site at flamels-immortal-portal.com, and you should play it. It is awesome. It is. Also leading up, uh, what else we got leading up to the Necromancer release? Um, actually, it should be released in the next the next day or so, right? I think it comes out on the 18th. Is uh, Michael is re-releasing the Death of Joan of Arc? Yeah, um, which he had released back on at Christmas time for mm-hmm. the 12 days of Christmas. I think he left it up for, and you can register for that on the main page. You can find a link for it on the on the forum and the thread for it, I believe, and it is going to be members only. And you go to, if you go to flamels-immortal-portal.com, you'll see a link for it. And you can also, to, you can pre-register for it to make things easier. I think there's actually a news post for it. There, there will be. Yeah, there, there definitely will be. Yes. Um, by um, the day, well, probably on the day this podcast comes out, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have a, a news post there with a link to the forum, not actually to, yes. the, to the login. And then... Uh, you know, you have to be a forum member to be able to read the uh, read the the story. Which, I mean, if you're you're listening to this podcast, you're not a forum member. I mean, that really? a lot of a lot of stuff goes on in the forums. You guys oh, don't time. even know if you're if you're listening to this and you're not a forum member. Just so much stuff going goes on there that you really need to be a forum member. And all you got to do is uh, put in your username on the forum and your email address you use to register that username, and one of the admins will approve it if it matches up. If if you registered last time and you want to read it again, do you have to redo it? No, it's nope, still in nope. there. Yep. We and you, if you and if you if you're not sure if you were registered last time or whatever, if you put your username in and your email address and you try to log in, it will just say you know pen. It'll say you know approve. Come back on May 18th to read the Death of Joan of Arc. Yep. So that is the next big one, and we got a game. Oh, we did online game. Yeah. Yeah. We got yep. uh, the Necromancer game. We're going to uh, save too much talk on that for uh, next month, but for our next podcast. Yeah, we're going to discuss yeah, we'll try to It's cover probably going to take us that long just to beat it with this 10 it, clicks a day. It absolutely will take us that long to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll all have it uh, beat by then. So I mean, uh, at, at the time of this recording, I'm pretty much over. Um, oh, I yeah. I don't anything yet. It's going to take me forever. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while. Especially here, here's what's funny about it is the big thing at the end of it is what you get like a, a, a an extra chapter from the book. But the if book will be out before anybody even remotely yeah, comes close on to all of it. The, the <laughs> thing is, is, is anybody going to be able to beat it before the actual book comes out? <laughs> It'd be kind of, you know, pointless then. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to cover that game in depth, um, like we did the Alchemist game last year. Hopefully, some of us will have beaten it by the time we record June's yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be working hard on it. So, I, I heard you can earn clicks and things. So, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get through it and uh, be able to d- discuss it in depth. <laughs> so, and and the final piece of news is ten days, guys. Yes. Ten days. The book is here. Is in ten days. Unless you don't live here. If you don't live in the U.S. Oh well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was mean. You know what? Just go to Amazon.com and buy it online. (laughs) You don't have to wait. Well, you know, there's always the. uh, If you listen to this podcast, obviously you you understand English. So there's always the option of uh, getting the, uh, the audio book, which, you know, you, just, you can just download and listen to. It's probably an ebook um, version as well. You can get if you have one of those. They'll, they'll I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be an ebook, ebook version, um, uh, you know, Kindle and an iPad and all that stuff. I'm sure will be out as well. Um, so look for that. 10 days. Awesome. Tell your friends. Necromancer. And then after you all read it. And- right. After you all read it in a couple hours, and you can call our uh, voicemail mailbox thing and leave us a message of how wrong we were. (laughs) You were so wrong about your prediction about the thing and the lady in between the places. And make sure to focus on how Jeff and Sean were wrong. That's exactly exactly what I was going to say. Good luck with that. And, and how Jamie and I were right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. that yeah, happened. I know. Oh, believe me, I'm not holding my breath over anything <laughs> that I think. <laughs> believe <Yeah>. me. <laughs> All right. What we got next here? Emails. Yes. First email is from Stephanie. She says, hey, guys, I just recently started reading the series, and I love your website. And so. And some of your po- your podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she she loves the ones that Jeff isn't in. Uh, that's only one. So <laughs> uh, she loves the one that I sing Doctor Horrible in. Um, that's like every podcast. <laughs> just send this email to suggest that you guys put spoiler warnings on your episode descriptions for those of us who haven't read all the books yet but want to listen to the podcast. Okay. I was listening to the first podcast and didn't get too far into it because I didn't want to ruin the series for myself. Straight off the bat, you guys talked about whether Skadok was dead or alive. Uh, I'm only halfway through book two and had to immediately stop to prevent being further spoiler. Just a suggestion. Keep it the great work. Well, Stephanie, um, you see the it thing is – It wouldn't be much of a podcast if we didn't – I mean here's, this is book two. Yeah, we're talk- yeah, you're on book two. I, I understand. I mean here's the thing. We're doing a podcast about a book series. Now, we do give a little bit of a lead time after a new book comes out, but, I mean, we're talking, what was that, eight months after The Magician had come out when we recorded the Skadok episode? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're trying to keep the podcast as up-to-date as possible and, you know, give as much information as possible on, you know, the, the episodes that were the topic we're discussing. And I don't see how we can do that 
you know, with with leaving stuff out of the the podcast, or well, literally, think, we would have to say spoiler after at the beginning of every single show. Well, I think because, what she's saying is like on the website, maybe put what books are featured in each episode. Yeah, you know, I I can just I keep it. I can, it's going to be the most current stuff. It's got to be the most current. Yeah, if there's a new book out, we're talking about it. I mean, that's just that, that's just how it goes. We're we're sorry that you were spoiled on the Dead or Alive thing. That is a really big question from uh, from the the magician, and uh, you know we apologize that uh, you you felt like you got you got spoiled on that. But yeah, I mean at that point we're we, you know we we kind of need to talk about the most current and update stuff. So uh, we'll, we we apologize for that. Uh, just don't listen to anything else if you're listening to this. <laughs> Hopefully you've read The Sorceress. Until you've read The Sorceress and The Necromancer, because that's coming out in, what, 10 days after this comes out. So uh, beyond this, don't, you know, if you haven't read all the books, you're going to be spoiled. <laughs> I think we even had a Prepare to be Spoiled titled episode. Uh, we did. That was we our did. That was titled. Yep, it was. Prepare to be Spoiled. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got an email for us? The next email says, Dear Portalcasters, hi, it's Tina or Foom95 on the forums. I'd like to start by apologizing for not writing in for so many months. Each month, by the time I get around to writing, I realize that the next podcast would probably already be recorded and writing in would result in being belated. Sorry. Also, congrats to Brittany for being on the show. It was really cool to have her on. I'd love to see her again. I have several comments to make about the newest podcast about the prophecy. In listening to it, I realized I may have really overanalyzed it and came up with extraordinarily complex explanations for all the lines. However, I don't think the prophecy will play out as simply as it sounds on the podcast. It wouldn't be much of a prophecy if it didn't make everyone think. As far as the mention of the Queen's Man goes, I think the entire talk of Machiavelli being one mentioned was actually sparked by a comment of Michael, which questioned Dee being the Queen's Man. As was brought up, this may not change anything, but everything counts. Also, my new theory as to the Elder stepping out of the shadow is different, though the fact that the word shadow is capitalized might change it. I was wondering whether the shadow might be the realm of mystery and confusion. The first character who came to mind was the hook-handed man. We know next to nothing about him, yet he seems like a pretty pivotal character. Maybe he will be revealed. We do not know that this scene must be close to the time that the immortal must train the mortal. The fact that the Elder has not stepped out of the shadow, or so we think, indicates that the Immortal has not trained the Mortal. Flamel believes he's the Immortal. The hook-handed man, ironically enough, is the one to tell Flamel that he is the Immortal. However, he has never directly trained the twins. He leads them to others who actually teach them. Would he even count as Immortal, though, as his life is ending as surely as the tension and stakes are rising? Finally, there was a mention of how the prophecy could have entirely occurred. This may have been in jest, but I think it interesting to point out that the twins working together are the two that are one. There is nothing in that about the one that is all. Those lines don't exclude the swords either, as we have only seen the two that are one. Perhaps if all four swords combine, it will become the one that is all, because the master sword will have all the elements in it. So far, I've not come close to deciding what the line, the one that is all, could mean. Everyone is in the series is so sure that the twins are the two that are one, yet how can they become one, which I'm taking to literally mean one person? Unless, as some speculation is mentioned, the twins are the original twins. Then the two that are one, the separate set of twins, will become the one that is all, the all-powerful twins. This is purely speculation, but I thought I'd throw it out anyway. 
this is a really long email, so I'll end it here. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for a great pro- podcast about the prophecy. By the way, I was the original person who asked if you guys were going to do a podcast about the prophecy, and I can't wait for the next one. Tina. Well, thank you for your very, very long email, Tina. <laughs> There's very, a lot in there. <laughs> very uh, all-inclusive. <laughs> and her mention of the time traveling and the twins makes my head hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. I don't know. She says she starts to uh, she she mentions something in there about not being sure Flamel is the immortal because he hasn't he hasn't trained the twins. I I mean I don't know. I mean he is responsible for them being trained. I mean he's the one taking them around and everywhere. So I mean but we also to, talked about how the word immortal and the word mortal are actually plural. Yeah. The yeah. race of immortals must train the race of mortals, and then, right. in which case, that doesn't really matter. Exactly. So there's so many different ways we can take, and I don't think we, I don't, I, did did we do it very cut and dry? I, I didn't think we ended up with it being very cut and dry. I didn't think we did. And I mean, uh, I, I brought up that jesting, it wasn't jest about how, if the prophecy could have entirely occurred already. I mean, I did bring it up in jest, but it was just brought up to the point of, we have no idea what this prophecy means. Right, and I think it's going to end up being uh, when we look back on it. Wait, oh, that's what this meant. That's what this meant. That's what this meant. Just like yeah. other prophecy. Exactly. Or we'll have to look back, and you know, maybe it's never going to be spelled out. I mean, we'll be done with the sixth book, and um, still be arguing about it. <laughs> we'll still be doing like the whole Nostradamus effect thing, you know. I mean, we will. We could still be doing that. It's maybe never spelled out, you know, directly mm-hmm. through the whole, whole series. We may never find out. Okay, moving on. What do we have now? Oh, uh, let's see. Now we have not one, but two answering machine calls. Two? Yay. Two. Our mailbox is going to get full. I know. Okay. Well, wow, that's that's awesome, really. Did did Fuzzbin uh, meet the challenge? I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Oh, come on. Okay. Can't nearly be as good as the French accent that I used in the original intro to this podcast. Yeah, Jamie, you need to go back and re-edit the original podcast and put and take Sean's thing out and put Michael's in on all of them, and I'll re re-upload them. <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. No. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. He was just insulting me. I was insulting Sean. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were creating more work for me. <laughs> creating more work for Jamie and insulting me at the same time? Awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. This is a new thing for us. We haven't had two calls in one month before. It's awesome. <laughs> that was loud. Bonjour, podcasters. It is a Fosbin. I'm, uh, I'm calling in as a as has been requested by the American uh, Sean. He has, uh, he has insulted my honor by challenging <laughs> me uh, with this accent. So I'm, uh, I'm calling in. Yeah. I'm also here to, uh, to comment on the stories. As, uh, I like to try and enlighten the, uh, the Americans uh, they are not always uh, so smart. Anyway, in the in the last podcast, uh, you had mentioned that uh, that the swords, the swords, the, the element, uh, they were uh, all technology. Uh, anyway, uh, when uh, when Josh 
But Josh is in the, in the Stonehenge, which is also a Zarkone. Unfortunately, not in Florence. Uh, the book says that uh, he glimpsed the Simnonos signing and beautiful, without his horns, dressed entirely in white, standing in the center of a circle, a simple, undistinguished head held high in both hands. Uh, this is uh, very similar to when uh, Major D, natural Englishman, uh, fuses it to a uh, salt back into the singular uh, cloud, but I took it as a book as a single, an ordinary looking sword. Yeah, I think it might be the same. All right, that's it for now. Uh, there's the French, and fuzz out. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't understand half of that. But it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was better than mine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I could understand. I don't think I there's saying. any basis for comparison there. They are in two totally different leagues. <laughs> Neither neither of which is necessarily good. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for that. It was awesome. Yes, that was. Thank you, Fuzz. So what what, what was Archon technology? The sword. (laughs) (laughs) The sword is in Stonehenge and Carnunos. I I don't know. Uh, Maybe you'll have to translate that into an email for us. It's a French guy with a mouthful of marble. (laughs) All right. So we uh, what's our next next uh, next call we got? Next call is for a listener I don't think we've heard from. His name is Randy. Right, great, awesome. Hey, I'm Randy, and I just got the iPad. I was wondering if Michael Scott or any company would put uh, the books on the iBook app. Was uh, it? Did, did he say iPad? Yes, the iPad. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, now didn't uh, it's, it's an interesting question, Randy. Thank you very much for asking that um, because I think we actually do have an answer. Do we not about that, Jamie? Did did Michael address that on the forum? Oh, here we go. Do you know if your books will be available to buy on the iPad? There we Said, go. Really interesting question. The answer is I do not know. Random House, who published the Flamel series under the Delacorte imprint, do issue the series in digital formats, but I am unsure about the new iPad, possibly because it is so new. I did read online recently that the initial book offering will be small, Michael. And there's so, your answer, Randy. Now, the iPad can't just take in a normal PDF like any other e Oh, are you kidding me? Who who makes the iPad? Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Good point. No. If no. it's not in the perfect Apple format. No. <laughs> no, you have to buy it through the Apple app, the book app. So, yeah, there's no porting over of, like, PDF e-books or you know, as of right now, per Michael's post, there, you know, he's got no control over whether it's going to be offered on the iPad. And, and uh, generally speaking, the authors don't have much control no, over release at not, all. No, not usually. So, um, you know, if you're really interested in it, Randy, you may maybe even drop an email to uh, to Random House about it and uh, see if you can get a response from them. And hey, if if they get back to you with some kind of an answer, let us know. And we'll let everyone else know. Exactly. Thanks for calling in, though. Appreciate yeah. it. Great question. All right. So All right. the next thing, <clears throat> I was perusing our Facebook group, uh, Flamel's Immortal Portal. Perusing. Great word. Flamel's Immortal Portal Facebook group. If you are on Facebook and you're not in the group, join it. It's a great group. Uh, the link is off of the main page on the portal. 
uh, the Facebook icon, click right on it, takes you to it. Mm -hmm. And while I was looking at the wall of the Facebook group, I came across a post that I enjoyed reading and would like to share with everyone. It is from okay. Rebecca Chapin, I believe is her last name. Um, if I mispronounce okay. that, I apologize. It says, so I was just talking to my dad about prom when I suddenly thought to myself, wait, prom's on May 15th. That's when the last podcast before the necromancer comes out. So I had to make a mad dash for the calendar to make sure it was a Saturday so prom wouldn't interfere with listening to the podcast. Smiley, LOL. <laughs> well, I think we should release it at about 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> seven PM, seven thirty, one PM, so that uh you know, she has to take her iPod into prom with her to listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's dedication <laughs> right really. there. That that's dedication. We uh we very much appreciate that. That's uh very very flattering that you would check on that. Yeah. <laughs> really did. <laughs> well wait, now here's here's the other question. here's my question. What if it was a Friday? Would you have gone to the prom or listened to a podcast? Ooh, good question. I'm yeah. thinking we would have lost that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All righty. So we had a poll, and it was, um, who do you think is Machiavelli's elder? Oh, now, much debated question on the yes. forum. Now, we couldn't do, like, our main poll where Michael gave us one of the real answers. So we don't know right. if any of these are correct, so we had to throw in the all-encompassing none of the above, yeah, well, which yeah, you won drastically. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that were 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 uh, that we did use were were the, some of the more popular ones from from the forum discussion. So I mean, it's not like we just guessed and threw them on there. I mean, you know, we 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 went through the 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 Machiavelli's elder uh, discussion and we grabbed the what we felt were the the top most discussed ones. Well, and didn't Michael say so, that somebody uh, had guessed correctly? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Said. He said it has, and been they good. were. And there were several others. We didn't, you know, there wasn't just these three that were discussed. So no, no, these three top, and then threw in a none of the above just to cover everybody else. Exactly. So we, I apologize if you know your thought didn't make it, which obviously fifty-one percent of the people who voted we missed. So <laughs> apparently we didn't take the majority. <laughs> yeah. What? What? So what one? None of the above. None of the above one. Fifty-one percent <laughs> of the people thought none of the above. Uh, wow. <laughs> Akhenaten or Akin Pharaoh, whatever, um, however you pronounce it, um, and Osiris both got 20% of the vote and Set got 9%. Wow. But, yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. And speaking of the poll, what else we got on the uh, on the, the podcast page there? Uh, QOMs. QOM. What okay. new immortal human do you think we might see in the Necromancer? Ooh. Uh, our first answer is help me on the name, guys. No, you're on your own. <laughs> Baroth. Yeah. He says uh, he's from California, and his response is Virginia Dare. And um, you know she's been mentioned in the book before as being a what mistress of air, right? And uh, is it D or Machiavelli? Machiavelli is Machiavelli. Machiavelli was elder. They're trying to figure out where Flamel might go. And they're, they uh, and they say that uh, they think that she she killed her elder. Very interesting. So that would be very cool to see um, how that whole deal works there, with the whole immor immortality and you know, elder no longer being around stuff. So 
Yeah, I would like to see Virginia there. I agree with you on your response. So our next QOM comes from Jess in Belfast, Ireland. Hopefully the uh, volcanoes aren't interrupting your day-to-day life, Jess. Anyways, her response is, I reckon it'll be Virginia Dare. We were given the clue about meeting the immortal who killed our elder, and in one of the books she is mentioned, and it's said that her elder is dead and that Machiavelli thinks she killed him. Well, that's my theory anyways. So, same. Yeah, another Virginia Dare. So, that's kind of a popular popular response. You might have something to do with Michael's clue. Okay, so the next QOM response. We have Elizabeth from Glenside, Pennsylvania, who says the person who created the Mayan calendar. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> do, we, do we know who that is? <laughs> I bet you it was a Mayan. <laughs> I'm guessing. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on top of things. <laughs> Elder, maybe? Oh, no, this is immortal, right? The question was immortal, so. Yeah. I. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I mean, is in, in Mayan lore, is there even spelled out? Bob yeah. Bob. <laughs> as far as I know, as far as I remember from my my studies in that, it, it is not pinpointed to any one person. So, Right, so no. But he just ran out of room on his stone, so now we're all going to die in yeah. December. Exactly. Yeah, I like well, you, know what, you know what probably happened? They're they're supposed to turn the stone over, and then you know the next. There's even more on the back. The next cycle, the calendar's on the back side. They just haven't turned it over yet. (laughs) You know how when you get a month done and you flip the calendar over, I mean that's that's all they got to do. Just turn the stone over, and there it is. (laughs) That or they ended it on you know intentionally and are going. Let's see what people make of this. (laughs) This I'm bored of this. I don't feel like going any further. I'm done. My wrist hurts. My wrist hurts from all this carving. <laughs> they couldn't find a stone big enough. That's yeah. it. The yeah. little, the little chisel. They, they were down to the point and didn't have another one to keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. So let's get into the meat of this. Yeah. What are we? Uh, who want? What's this to, podcast about? First? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we here for? Predictions. Uh, that's all another question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Predictions. Awesome. I think a book will come out on May 25th. That's a good prediction. I think you might be right. <laughs> and you know what? Stuff's going to happen in it. <laughs> stuff. Awesome stuff. And it will give us more stuff to talk about waiting for a book that will come out around the same time next year. Yeah. I'm guessing we're going to, to, uh, we're going to start out around Anna Agnes's house. It's just a theory. <laughs> Got a feeling. Yeah. And some weird car is going to pull up in front. <laughs> yeah. With like an Asian guy. In it, but it's not. You think the Asian guy is an immortal? He... I think he's a jerk. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he's a jerk. Well, he's very rude. I will <laughs> give a, you that. He's a big meanie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big meanie. He broke, he broke that old lady's walking stick in half. Poor thing. How's she going to get around now? <laughs> So, I'm going to do this the way we did this last year. I'm going to start off by asking the portal casters some questions. So, question number one, which was a big thing at the end of The Sorceress. Will Scatty and Joan get back to present day? What do you guys think? Um, In the Necromancer? In the Necromancer. No. I'm thinking it might, the way it'll end sort of, maybe they might get back by the end of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Uh, if it happens at all, it'll be very, very, very end. But yes. I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening in the Necromancer. I don't. I do not believe so. I don't either. I think we'll see them I, and we'll hear from them. Maybe. It'll- see, I, I, I just hope it doesn't go the way of uh, Scatty and Dagon because we were, we all were predicting a fight scene. Yeah, and we it was were. just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> it just kind of went away. <laughs> yeah, we fought for a bit, and then the tide washed me ashore. <laughs> but on that so, note, there's the whole my they they're not they can't just be in the past. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, I mean, wherever they are, we we don't a hundred percent know. You know, obviously where they are, uh, where they we know where they think they are. But I mean, you know, we've thrown out all kinds of theories about when we said last year that they were, you know, not in actually in the past that they that I mean, he transported them to a shadow realm that was built to look like the past, or you know, something things things like that. Because you Which can't be trapped. Because you can't be trapped in the past. That doesn't make if, sense to me. If you're immortal, if you're immortal, that's yeah. correct. If you're immortal, you but they can die. They can be killed. Mm-hmm. So. And you know what? I mean, still, to say that they could just sit on, you know, sit in one spot for, you know, five, ten millenniums, or how many every years we're talking here, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Well, no, of course that's not. They're not just going to sit there. When I right. when I I posted that on the on the forums a while ago, but it was just uh, you, you, theoretically, it, it was the yeah. Theoretically speaking, if you get sent to the past and you stayed one spot and didn't die. Right. You would be there right away, like to the, relative to the people in the present. Exactly. You wouldn't have never. You would have never left. But they could have. They could have went to where you are at any time in their past, and you would have been there. Exactly. So. So regardless, they're in some kind of alternate past. They're not in the present day's past. Like it doesn't. That doesn't hold water for me. I think you're probably. Right. Yeah, it's still a likelihood that they're not. They didn't actually get sent to the past. I mean, yeah, sure. I, underst- I understand this whole legate issue and stuff, and the the little time space continuum moving ability, you know. But the fact that Machiavelli could send them, literally send them back in time with just uh, you know some some bone dust of a dinosaur and a little it's like a loophole spell. Yeah, you know, I I'm not sure I buy it. I can see him sending them. Sending them somewhere in, you know, current time frame, but actually sending them back in time via legate—I, I don't, I don't know. Because think about it: if elders could do that, if if it was possible, and elders could do that, I mean, wouldn't they jump back to Danatalus and make sure the island didn't fall? You know what I mean? And for of all, like Machiavelli just happens to know this loophole, and he's the only one ever. Well, who's to, to, who's to say there aren't consequences for what he did? I mean, maybe that's why the elders don't do it all the time. I'm sure they're if that's really what well, but even that i mean the, the, the their whole the whole time that they're trapped in shadow realms or wherever they are right now is spent get trying to get the book to do this final get these final summits so they can come back so yeah i i I think they wouldn't mind um taking a risk sacri- taking a risk sacrificing you know some they could send why not why not send d back yeah, yeah. They don't care about risking him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure I buy the whole time jumping thing with the legate. So I, I, they, they may be in a shadow realm. They may be who knows where. But I don't think they went back in time. It's just my opinion. Will we get that answer? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see him coming back to the group. I don't and... know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be contrarian, and I'm gonna say I think they did actually go back in time. I think. I think like Jamie does that. There's probably consequences that you can't predict, and that's why the elders don't do it. I think they were sent back in time, and I think that we're gonna see them much earlier on in the in the Necromancer than anybody thinks. Oh, I think we're gonna see them. Uh, no, no I, mean, I mean they're gonna get back to. Back to the present. Okay. Please now, so then are they going to be brought back to the present, or are they just going to wait it out? I think I think they're going to be brought back I would agree to that. the present. See, I think if they're going to come back to – we'll call it the present for the sake of the, the conversation, but I think they're going to be brought back as well. I don't think they're going to make their way back. And I think Scatty's twin is going to have a lot to do with her, her being brought, them being brought back. I think Jermaine is <laughs> – Actually, I think it's going to be Scatty's twin and possibly the witch, just based on her basis and strand, seeing strands of time. And I think she might have some kind of involvement. Right. Well, you know, if if there's anything, if they are in the past and there is a need to get them from the past back to the present, I I, I don't see how they can do it without, say, the witch's help. Or Kronos or someone, yeah. yeah. Or Kronos, or yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that if they are in the past and if they are going to go and get them or bring them back, um, we know the witch can't do that. We know the witch can see where they are, but we know she can't get them. She can't retrieve them because when when that all that happened before, her and Kronos teamed up and she saw through the strands of time, and then Kronos is the one that went. And mm-hmm. pluck the warriors out. So they would definitely have to have someone with Aether abilities or Kronos himself. Yeah. Sounds good. So. Okay. So back to present day. Where do you mm-hmm. think this book is going to take place with Sophie and Josh and Flamel and. In the present day. <laughs> like the main. Yeah. Location. The main, the main group. Yes, the main, the main group that following the twins. Basically, basically what, we'll, what we'll consider the main group is whoever is with the twins. Mm-hmm. That would be what I would consider. Well, I don't know, because then they split all. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the Americas. Where's the bulk Let's of the Let's just go with trip? that for a the minute. Bulk, the bulk of the book is going to. They're in, they're in the Americas. Obviously, we've got heavy Mayan, Aztec. Indications on the cover of the Necromancer, so they're probably gonna make their way down. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking most uh, in the Americas, starting out, of course, because that's where they're at. Down into into Central America to the to the Aztec. I think we'll see some of the Midwest too with Billy. Yeah, and we forget. Yeah, we forget that Machiavelli and and Billy are are right there with the the main group in San Francisco. You know, when when we leave the book, they're already, but they're back there, and they're all in that area right there. So, they've got them to deal with. You know, I, with the clues from the covers, I'm, from the cover, I'm going to say Central America mostly is where is going where they're going to take place in. They'll probably make some jumps around, halfway or pass through three quarters of the way through, maybe a continent jump, but um, I'm going to say the majority Central America. I would. Yeah, I, I would say about one think, step above that, maybe like lower Mexico, somewhere in that general vicinity. Wherever you I think it's going to be kind of – I have a feeling they're going to sort of end in Central America. 
like everything is going to bring them there and then we'll see like the end like it's gonna they're gonna be moving sort of southeast from san francisco you know down through and then they're going they're going to end up in at at like was it machu picchu or whatever it's called the mayan temple the mayan temple there in central america I think it, they're kind of willing to lead there, and then I think that's where the warlock will pick up. I see this one ending fairly cliffhanger-like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Where, you know, the sorceress was, you know, because Michael's called it the two different trilogies kind of thing, and the sorceress had a bit more of a... I mean, it certainly didn't. It, it it almost finalized. I mean, not finalized. Yeah, but, but it wasn't. Closed, it wasn't really it kinda a closed out. Yeah. No, no, no. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of literally like like closed off. Or it it ended um, on a calm note. I guess. Yeah. Because there was a lull. Yeah, there were some there were some 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 uh, things loose ends being tied up. Um, you know, the twins got what they what they needed, and they got back to Paranel. So there was there was some closure at the end of the sorceress. I think we're gonna blow that wide open. Blow that out of the water. Make stuff crazy again. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. But quite a <laughs> I, I I agree that the ending is going to end more like more like the source or the alchemists did, where you know they just had this big battle and they stepped through a leg gate, and then all of a sudden they're in another place. You know, not not that specific, you know, layout, but something yeah. of the sort. It's going to end. What happens next? We have to wait a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas the sorceress ending wasn't so much, oh my god, what happens next? It's what's going to happen. Right. It, it wasn't. I wouldn't consider the sorceress a cliffhanger. No. No, not really. No. Except for the whole Scatty Jane thing. Yeah. I mean, oh, was... well, there are there are sub storylines. Yeah. I guess. But you... main 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 storyline yeah, lines. Twins. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It kind of it kind of came. It almost made like um. It, it almost it almost came back around. You know, they, where they started in San Francisco with Flamel and yep. Paranel together. Then all the craziness happened. It split up across the books, and then at the end of the Sorceress, you know, they come full circle, and um, and they're back in San Francisco. Flamel and Paranel are back together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the way it started, the way Sorceress ended, which was back at Aunt Agnes's house at the beginning of the Necromancer, that first chapter. So they're yeah, back there. How long do you think they're gonna stay at Aunt Agnes's house? Ten minutes. <laughs> Probably not very long because um, I... it, first of all, the whole thing with them being walking down the street, just Josh and Sophie by themselves—that's weird know, to me. For one thing, it just was out of left field for me that they that they're in San Francisco. Parallel knows who's on that island, and also forget don't forget that the Morgan is loose and not you know like quote-unquote trapped on the island or anything she came off with Paranel, whether she's on whoever's side so you got that you got her there you've got the um all the nereids and and um all the prisoners the quote-unquote prisoners right you know billy machiavelli so why let them go by themselves? good question <laughs> see i think we'll we'll see uh, you know i'm saying 10 minutes but i think we'll get a little bit of a story and you know the whole who is Aunt Agnes probably gets answered right away. See, I, I don't know. I don't know because if she was, 
who we're okay. Well, we'll just we'll just throw it out there who we're speculating Aunt Agnes is. You know, it's been all over the forums where we speculate that Aunt Agnes is actually a black Annis. Mm-hmm. Um, is the big speculation right now because black Annis is is known in many circles as Black Agnes. Um, was woman? What did she do? Um, she hung out with lepers. Yeah, took care of lepers and stuff. <laughs> Not really the kind of picture uh, painted of Black Annis, you know, the female series has done so far. You know, with Scatty saying, you know, don't even think of her mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, but then again, that's Scatty, who's an accomplished liar. She is. She's very, very much a liar. And um, you know, maybe this, the, the whole tie-in that I was trying to make on the forum, uh, I made some posts about with some quotes um, where. The tie-ins to New York, like the twins grew up in New York, and they only spent uh, their their summers in in California. And um, how all the Yankees the rest are of the time, dark elders. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <besides that. laughs> but um, Black Annis is in the Catskills, which is in New York. Um, the Witch of Indoor speaks with a New York, uh, a very heavy, is what it says in the book, a heavy New York accent. So there's there's these certain ties back, and I don't know if Scatty was was doing that to Sophie to keep her from gaining some kind of information on Black Annis that she knows that she doesn't want Sophie to know. What English folklore, I guess, has a pretty scary different version of who Black Annis is. Now, Black Annis or the Black Agnes? No, no, Black A-N-N-I-S. Yes, yes. Now, the Black Annis character, like I said in the Flamel, is is painted as a very nasty kind kind of character. Right. Eating uh, children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eating children. Well, I don't think and Sophie so... and Josh would have lasted very long with her if that was the case. Right. But again, there's the whole grain of true things. Sure. But it's also one of the things, okay, so we know okay, we we've seen many situations where Scatty has lied. Yes. We've we've caught her in the lies, as it were, between King Tut and a few other places. Her age. Um, her age. So but I st- it's not that I don't – I still trust her, I guess, is a way to put it. And it's more maybe she didn't – maybe it's better that the twins don't know who Aunt Agnes really is. And that was kind of my point I was saying with – Because maybe she Scatty, can't protect them as well if they know. When, when Scatty stopped the, her from, from, from using the witch's memories to think of Black Annis, I think she was actually um, interceding and in, in trying to keep her from figuring something out maybe. There's holes in the witch's memories for Sophie, and you know maybe they're put there on purpose or not there on purpose. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy the whole Black Annis is Aunt Agnes thing. I, I mean, there are some clues in the book that she was left at the altar, and that you know Josh has the impression that she was once this probably really beautiful woman, and. A, I've tried doing some research into like similar names and I haven't found anything historically, but I, I kind of like to think that she might just be this character from history, not necessarily somebody from mythology. Well, the thing about it is, you know, Michael's very specifically has said, you know, look into the name of Anne Agnes. Yep. There's something there. And the only thing that we can derive from what we know about her is the black Annis. Black Agnes connection. So and he, that's kind of what I'm running with. <laughs> yeah. and the other big thing There's is she's not really their aunt. Yeah. No, she's not. 
No, exactly. Which means, Absolutely. you know, that also ties back to the parents oh. knowing more than me. I mean, me. I'll say it right now. I'll eat my words if it's Black Annis is, is Aunt Agnes. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I, I buy that. I, it's just because the clues that are there, it doesn't seem to point I, I towards remember. that okay. personality from mythology. Well, here's the thing. The, the, the Black Annis that Chris is talking about is completely different kind of black anise that I am speaking of when I'm talking about the lady who helped lepers and stuff like that that was called black agnes slash slash black anise. Okay. They're not the same. Okay, maybe that's why I'm you know, they're, they're, they're derived <laughs> from two different mythologies. Black Agnes, who took care of lepers and stuff, did not turn into black anise that ate children. You know, there, there's two different mythologies there. Okay, so maybe that's where I'm getting confused. I don't think it's the, the it, one from mythology. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she, maybe it is the same person, but it's kind of like, you know, maybe she probably didn't really eat children. You know, it's that whole grain yeah. of truth thing that, I mean, I keep coming I back to that on the forums, and it's, you know, maybe she was, she fought against one society, where one group of people would see her as this evil person, and another group might see her as a good person. Right, their percep- perception. Yeah. Their perspective of the situation. Exactly. There- yeah. There is also a character, Black Annis, and a link to an Irish legend and and the marriage of Sir Gawain, which then has links to... Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. It does. And, and that particular character is someone who, who words used to describe her is, is gentle and beautiful and yeah, yeah. so maybe that's you know who sure. it is and that that's some interesting reading and quite frankly I've tried to I'm having trouble keeping all of the different um, very Irish names straight and who's who in trying so was to was that in, was that an Annis or was that an Agnes It's actually A E Oh, wait a minute. Where have... You know what? Depending on what version, what translation you read depends on how it's spelled. Right. But it, what, was it Agnes or was it an Annis? It's referred to as Black Annis as okay. well as <laughs> Gentle Annie. Okay. A-N-N-I-E. So Which would also be a derivative. I was just trying to, was just trying to figure yeah. out if it was referencing the name Agnes or the name Annis. That was all. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking there's something more, obviously, with with Anne Agnes than than what we have seen so far. So there's definitely something there. The Those only, are the only tie-ins that that I could find with her. So the only thing that kind of goes against it, and just to to put it out there, so you know we don't get accused of missing the point, is if it was someone like Black Annis, who's obviously known because, you know. Perry mentioned, you know, she's mentioned by people, and everyone else is like, no, and the witch knows her. And mm-hmm. but when Ifa walks in uh, with her Japanese well, bodyguard, yeah, Ifa doesn't, doesn't even react in. to her. Ifa doesn't actually get out of the car, but you're you're right, I, I, and I agree with that. Maybe maybe she's disguised. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't. I I agree with you, Sean. I I think if an old lady saw some crazy. Japanese guy come into her house and Josh run after him with like an umbrella or whatever he runs after him with. I think she would have been screaming and freaking out. I don't know. That's kind of the old lady vibe I'm getting, but she kind of just stands there. It's like, Josh, what are you doing? So, right. 
but yeah, so it's kind of like, I mean, there's she's that. Not scared of, she's not scared of the guy, so obviously it doesn't affect uh, her. So yeah. there's something there's something more there to her than just this old lady that watches after Josh and Sophie when their parents are gone. Now I don't know. Do you do you have a question in the future, Jamie, on Aoife's bodyguard there? Yeah, who do you think it is? I think we do. All yes. right, so we'll we'll wait. I'll wait then. Go for it. Who do you think it is? Oh no, I don't know. I was just gonna put it out there. I think he's uh, someone. It's a Japanese guy. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Japanese guy. Thanks. Bruce Lee. Lee. (laughs) He is a Japanese guy. Bruce Lee. (laughs) Now, now, do you think the twins are gonna follow this Japanese guy and Ifa? I think they're gonna. I think they'll eventually go with Ifa, but I think there's gonna be a conversation first. Oh, there's going to be Flamel and Paranel getting there before mm-hmm. they're going to go anywhere with, with Ethan and the Japanese guy. I can't believe Flamel and Perry are far behind. I mean, they must, you know, no, stop by some. They had to go why, get something to meet you at. Why, yeah. Why ever they've been separated? Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, they're not. They are very not far behind, and they're going to be on top of. Ifa and this Japanese guy very quickly, in my opinion. Maybe there's a reason that they're not with the twins going to Agnes's house. It's possible. Uh-huh. Do you think the Flamels of... know about Scatty's twin? Yes. I don't know. They know Scatty. They know Scatty very well. So I, I think that they know a lot about her. And 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 Paranel also apprenticed with the witch, which is is their grandmother. So. I think they're very much aware of of Aoife. So no surprises when they come around the corner, like chapter two or chapter three. Uh, They may be surprised. (laughs) They may be surprised that she's there. Mm -hmm. But I, I I would I would be extremely surprised if they have no idea who she is. Now the twins, the twins both, Scatty, you know, the twins both think think, of course because they don't know they don't know any different. So that's the thing is. How identical is she that – I mean, okay, Nick and Perry well, have known her for a few centuries exactly. now, so they might be able to tell the difference. But Exactly. Or maybe I, it's not so much Aoife that gives away her identity to the Flamels. Maybe it's the Japanese guy. Yeah. Maybe they I see him and go, Aoife's here. I think once they have – yeah, I think once they get a look at her – even unless she was dressed at the way the way that Scatty dresses, which it doesn't sound like she does, but even if she was, I think that they probably will be able to tell them apart. It's kind of funny. It's probably like remember, Sean, remember like the GI Joes, and you had the twin guys, and they 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 had, they had a scar on the opposite side yeah. of their faces. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you're something talking about. Like, or like, like when that. the evil twin has the goatee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it has a goatee. No. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Do you think Flamel will go into his whole, you know, traitor type routine, kind of like what he does with Shakespeare when he sees her? Um, that I, I don't know. I, I really don't know if they'll have any history or not. How? Yeah. How long ago was it when they had their falling out? That, I mean, there's obviously bad blood. That's kind of why I wonder yeah. if they may not know about her. I mean, or they may know of her, but think she's scatty at first. I don't know. But who, someone must have. Someone had to have sent Aoife. She's not just going to randomly show up at the twins' aunt's house and be like, where's my sister? She's not going to know where to go. So it, How's she going to know where to go? And why is she suddenly looking for Scatty? And Agnes isn't a relative of, of Josh and Sophie. 
she wouldn't be able to find her through any kind of of what we would consider communication through internet or anything like that. Any kind of searches or she's not going to be able to she find about it from the witch. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Someone someone told her where to go. Go for, right. and oh, someone said I mean, your sister needs your help. That could be independent of Flamel and and the rest of them knowing if the witch knows because of her ability to see time. The Flamel, you know, Flamels and the rest of the group might not have any idea, but but she could still end up in the right place that way. Who who are we talking about? You talking about the witch telling the witch telling Ethel to go? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so someone has, like Sean was just saying, someone has sent her. They, she didn't just randomly oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, cross in Agnes's house. Someone told her where to go. But she's saying and, that that's independent I of. I was just distinguishing that between the Flamels and any of the other folks, except the witch knowing. Like, Aoife could still know where to go and, and go see the twins and the Flamels don't even know she exists because it, it could be solely through the witch, independent of the rest of the group. That right. That was the distinction. Well, that was all. I, I see. What, yeah, I see what you're saying there. I, I don't think. I think. I think obviously the Flamels know Aoife from way, way, way back. I do too. I agree with that. I, you know, I, I'm just yeah. saying that that there is that possibility. And, and there's also a thing too. Yeah, the witch. Let's say the witch sent. Aoife to and Agnes's house. Looking for Scatty. So maybe the she witch doesn't, you know, maybe the witch doesn't know. know Scatty got sent back in time. Maybe she just knows Scatty's in trouble. You know, go help your sister because Aoife shows up and says, I'm looking for my sister. Yeah, so she, she doesn't no know she got sent back in time because if she got sent back in time, she knows what happened. The witch would know it. Unless she's looking for her for a completely separate reason. And that would be why all the time travel stuff makes my brain. <laughs> well, that would that would also lend to the fact that if Eve doesn't know, if Eva and the witch doesn't know what's happened to Scatty, maybe she's they're not really back in time. It's possible. But that's just it. It's like someone had to have because it just seems odd that after all this time, all of a sudden Eve is going to show up looking for Scatty. So for one. She's not going to randomly be looking for Scatty. Two, why would she suddenly think the twins were around? The twins of legend were found. Why in San Francisco and why at this random old woman's house? No. So there's there's just – someone had to have sent Aoife, whether it was the witch or anybody else. Okay, so moving forward from that, how do you think she's going to factor into the story? Do you think she's going to fill the, the Scatty role, become the new group bodyguard, or do you think she'll play a – different role completely i think she will i think she'll fall right into line with them because i think that she will see that the fastest way to her sister is going to be helping the twins the big question is what does she want with scatty who's she working for who's who's even if she is even if even if she is maybe maybe it's just her sisterly concern I, i have no idea it's that whole twin connection thing she just knows. Yeah, could be the Maybe whole... she just knows. Exactly. I mean, how... seriously, how many times, how many, how many, you know, re- how much research has there been into that? This, this twins across great distance, um, you know, sensing something's happened with the other. I mean, they, you know, that's been documented. 
So that's that is completely in play. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wonder if she's not actually on the other side of things. Like, you know, we we've seen history that some of Scatty's family doesn't want to, or at, at one point didn't think humans should have the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why there was this falling it's out. Sort of so disowned Scatty. Yeah, and so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if she's not on the other side of things and knows Machiavelli and is helping them. And so she's sort of playing on the fact that the twins won't know any better, won't know any different. If she's been able to keep which side she's truly on a little bit hidden, she can go get herself in with the twins, maybe get to the book, stop stop them, whatever, and her concern for Scatty isn't real concern, but concern for her motive instead. See, my thing is, why not just pretend to be Scatty then? Well, I'm only, I'm thinking that Flamel, I mean, I know I was arguing sort of against it earlier, <laughs> but I do think Flamel, they, they know, like, he would know that it's not Scatty. Yeah. And, and that, that's why she's not doing that. Well, another thing too we gotta think about. I mean, they're not they're not disconnected from from what happened in Europe. I mean, you don't think that that Germain is gonna be calling to speak to his wife? You know, I mean, they're gonna find out they're gonna find out that Scotty and Joan didn't make it to them, right? Rather quickly. Yep. And so, this would be a way, sort of, let you know, getting a spy on the other side. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so the whole scatty, you know, if a pretend to be scatty thing, you know, wouldn't wouldn't work for very long. But I don't think she's even. I don't think she. Well, obviously, we know she's not. But I don't know about the whole disconnect thing with 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 them, and because the thing between scatty and and Aoife because we know scatty was. I don't know if you want to call it exiled or or you know. Um, Disowned from her family, and and then in the witch's memories that's been seen through Sophie and stuff. I mean, we see the red-headed boy, and the witch even mentions, excuse me, the witch even mentions brother mm-hmm. when she's talking to um, Scatty in the shop. So, you know, it, up until this point, we've never known there was even a sister. We've never heard that there was even a sister. To me, I, I that think you're, sort of I think sets... you're absolutely. You're absolutely correct that she stayed behind and her sister left the family and you know went to teach the Shimani and stuff. But it doesn't mean necessarily that they're bitter rivals and you know Aoife yep. is there to fight her. You know I, I think she's literally there out of concern for her twin. When Sophie sees that memory, maybe she didn't see Scatty and her brother. Maybe yeah. she saw Aoife. I, and I her thought brother. about that. I thought I have. I thought about that. But if you go back to the to the witch's shop. The witch actually asked Scatty if she's spoken to her brother. She doesn't say sister. She yes, but brother. when I'm talking about Sophie's vision, which is fine. I, I don't so it's one of those things where you know. So oh, there was a brother. So she focuses. Okay, her memory goes to a brother, and she sees this happy family picture. Well, I, I don't uh, think pa- two parents. You know, a redhead. Every other boy. memory that she has doesn't really work that way. It's not like she's looking at a picture and doesn't know who the people are and, and has to assume what's going on. She's going to know who everyone is from the witch's memories. 
It's you know what I mean? But if she so, was only focusing on the brother aspect. We know for a fact there is a brother because the witch mentions him in the shop. Maybe the so, brother is uh, Kuchelain. Uh I know the myth says that he was. Yeah, the mythology the, they they're they're not. They're, bro- they're broken they're, up over the boy and all that right, other stuff. Yeah, he's there. He's their, um, their in law. guy. Yeah. No. I, I, Everyone's I, I related know. in the elder race, anyway. This is true. <laughs> this is true. See, to me, but, the fact that the witch asks, "Have you spoken to your brother?" To me, is is more evidence that. Scatty and Aoife, that their relationship is definitely Great. not on good terms. Oh, yeah. Why, why did no, no, she no, say, no. have you spoken to your sister? Why just ask about the brother, right? Oh, and there's, so- there's, there's no doubt in my mind that their relationship is strained. I have no doubts that, that Aoife stayed behind you know, with the family and let Scatty leave and everything. But I, 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 even regardless of that, whether they like each other or don't like each other, I believe Aoife's there out of concern for her sister. And she's came come to help her, come to her aid. So why, why would she be there? Why would she yeah. be there? Why would she well, come? No, that, that, that's just what I'm saying. I mean, my theory is that she's there to foster the bad guys, D's and the Dark Elders' motives. But, that, but that what, her and Scatty are far enough have? apart. What would she gain out of that? What, what would she be giving them? She, she could, could get, get, closer, get closer to Josh and the missing page. She could be, you know, the... The traitor that we see maybe in a future book. That's right. The twist is Ifa was always a bad guy. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just I, – I agree with I you, guess Je- I agree have... Jeff that I think she's there. I think it's kind of one of the – it's going to be one of those things where I think we're going to end up – based on things we hear about Scatty from Ifa. I think we're going to end up liking Ifa more than Scatty. Right. But – then wouldn't that be an even bigger twist later? Exactly. This is true. I think I think what is <laughs> the big, the big um, reveal on that is going to be how Paranel and the Nicholas treat, react to her being there. If they are freaked out that she's there, then yeah, I think you're right. It's a possibility that she's just there for that. It, it, it can't I don't throw know. Away. I may hang I think, on to that regardless. Okay. I, I think you can't. I, I don't think you can. But throw then that I'm away. I'm wrong can't. about lots of things all the time. <laughs> I can't I can't say you're wrong or right on that. And <laughs> there, there, you have every that that could be right. Okay. Yeah. So bringing so. Paranel and Nicholas back into the story, where do you think they're going to take the twins next? Do you think they're going to take them to learn more magic? Do you think we're going to see the twins learn the yeah. remaining magic? Do you think they're going to start training in other forms yeah, of magic it, in this book? What do you think about that? The, the thing right off the bat, right off the bat, the thing that the driving force with with Nicholas is is getting the twins their their power and getting back to to Paranel. So he's already got back to Paranel, and he just need. His his main objective is going to be getting the twins the magics that they need. Now we've got uh, three books already and three magics learned by Sophie. You know, Josh only has water, so they've got to find. If Sophie can't help him there, they've got to find people to train him in air and in fire. I don't know. I don't know that we'll see Sophie get a magic in this book. Mm. It may be all about getting Josh's a. Uh, caught back up and i wonder if paranel could actually teach them she probably she may she may be able to i mean you know we've 
I've speculated that she has some kind of, of, of magic over fire with the whole healing process that she did. Yeah, I know it's sorcery. She could be doing some other kind of mumbo-jumbo, and that's fine. I mean, she's proven her air, her power over air. Even though she said to herself, even though she said to herself that she does not you know, know enough about air magic to control it, she did waft the... The dung smell, you know, to take the flies away. Even though she claimed, and she wasn't talking to anyone in that process. She might be able to teach them enough. I see her teaching them more control of the abilities they have and learning. Because they really don't know what they're doing. They, I mean, they know they have this ability, but I see her, because she's very skilled in what she does. So I see her taking her knowledge of just magic in general Mm -hmm. and helping them control their abilities and learn how to use it to their advantage. The thing, the thing about Paranel, these elders are scared to death of her. She's extremely mm-hmm. powerful. You cannot tell me that someone who is so powerful and so the elders are so scared of does not hold any elemental magic since she's just a sorceress. I, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't buy that. I, I am certain she has several elemental magics. I agree. So, That's why I said I wonder if she can actually catch She off. seems to be really resourceful, though. I mean, just playing devil's advocate here for a second, everything that she does is using what's around her and what's inside of her and what she... Because she did the whole bug thing kind of... It, it was almost borderline, like, warlock conjuring type, you know, where it's based and rooted in imagination, you know, kind of like Shakespeare says. So she kind of takes her surroundings and uses that to her advantage. So I'm not saying that she doesn't necessarily have a an elemental magic, but I think that's part of what makes her so powerful is that she's able to take her surroundings and everything in her arsenal and use that to her advantage. But here's here's the thing that I have a problem with with that. In in, in all the training that she's done and the different elders she's gone and trained with, I mean, you, we have we have some names she's gone and trained with. And we've seen who they've gone around to and who they've dealt with and, and people like, say, Saint Germain. It, it is just as simple as him placing his hand on Sophie's wrist to give her the fire magic. Why wouldn't she have these magics? Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't she go out and, get, and, and arm herself with these magics over all this training? I, I would think that, yes, yeah, spelling, you know, doing spells and, and sorcery and all that stuff, I mean... That's kind of just, in my opinion, tip of the iceberg stuff compared to what she could do with with elemental magic. Oh, yeah. I just wonder, kind of like with Jamie, to, to from the other side of the argument, is I just wonder then, though, if she did have, if she does have all of that elemental magics, one, two, all four, five, whatever, <laughs> why it was so hard for her to get off Alcatraz. The running water what? prevented her from using her power. There was that, that whole thing where you can't you like the power doesn't work over moving water, and she can't tell. Well, here's the thing that we're not looking at as well. I mean, how many times has Nicholas not used his magic or not wanted to use his magic, and every time he does, he ages. Mm-hmm. They they're living on limited time. She couldn't she... exactly free San Francisco Bay and walk onto shore. That would have killed her. No, yeah, she, she would. She would. Yeah, she would drop dead. She would absolutely well, I mean, even, drop dead. Even besides the dropping dead thing, there's public. Well, okay, exactly. But you know, even in the 
when she defeated the Sphinx with freezing everything, and she froze everything, and she froze the building, and it crumbled on top of it. I mean, that's she did that, but she only did that because she was empowered by all the twin, both of the twins' auras and Nicholas's aura that he, they lent to her. So she didn't really use her aura in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she could have done that. She could have done that at any time, but. It would have depleted her her aura and thus you know limiting her 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 life. Well, and just the fact that she had to use her aura would have drawn the Sphinx to her. Yeah, there, well, there, of course there's that, but she could have used that to eliminate the Sphinx earlier. You know, it, it, the same thing that she did there, but she one wasn't powerful enough because of the Sphinx had drained her aura. You know, she was barely getting taking that into account, and back with the her being able to train, possibly train them with elemental magic. Almost every time we see her use magic, she makes reference to some kind of person or shaman or something that helped her learn the ability to do whatever she just did or is about to do. So it's not really traced back to an elemental magic. In my opinion, in my opinion, that's 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 actually. Not it, because that that person, when she went around training and stuff, taught her how to use that elemental magic, even though she's not saying that's what it is. Yeah, a shaman taught her how to turn the water into mud so you can walk across it. But what powers did she – it doesn't say that it's not elemental magic doing that. She never says that. She just said that's how, who taught her to yeah. do it. Well, and maybe there's a definition there as to, you know – do you have to have the ability to manipulate the particular element, like have mastered it in order to do spells involving it? I don't know. Probably, maybe, maybe not. Looking at it from a literary standpoint as well, there's a lot that has to happen in these next three books. Yes. A lot. So the easy way out is to have Paranel say, teach the twins because she's right there. She's now accessible. The twins weren't with Paranel at all in this entire book series you know, well, she's there at the fight, and then she. So it's like the twins haven't spent any time with Paranel being the sorceress, right? So now she is there. So now she can teach the twins. Yeah, this this is true, and I I don't I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think she's going. Even if she has, I think she has several elements. I don't think that her and Nicholas are going to own up to that. Um, I believe Nicholas has at least one. The Earth two, thing. Two. I've seen him use two elemental magics. I, but they are, he, I don't he know. Might, he's probably not a master. We've yeah, had that's this fine. discussion before. I'm not sure how much – if they're actually going to train the twins in an elemental magic from the standpoint that they're, like you said, on borrowed time. So yeah. if they were going to teach the twins, I think it would be a last resort to teach them an elemental magic. I think oh, they will help them no. hone their magical skills. And Paranel also knows tons and tons of elders and immortals and people because of all the people she's trained with. I think she'll say, this is who we need to go to now so that Sophie and but Josh they don't can need learn. To use, they don't need to use any power to teach the twins. We don't know that. Gilgamesh didn't use any power to teach the twins. Jermaine didn't use any powers to teach the twins. He didn't use his aura. We don't. We, we don't. We don't. We don't know exactly well, the whole process. Well, he used his aura to burn. Happened. To burn the trigger tattoo on Sophie's arm, but learning it is that they're like implanting the knowledge into their brain, kind of with the talking. I mean, Gilgamesh obviously didn't use his aura. Right. Doesn't have one, so it's kind of like 
What? But what process did he use to do that? But it's it's the use of the aura that makes you that makes uh, the flamel well, age. And the the whole thing about the passing of 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 the of the elemental magic is is a big question mark. We've seen it done. To, we've seen it done three times, but it's not explained how that passing. And it's different every time. Done. It is. It's different every time. So. But regardless, well, there's still that com- There's still that kind of back of the mind talking thing. Every they all had the same generic speech. X element is more powerful than every other element. Some people will tell you that X element is more powerful, but it is not. All three had that same conversation. We'll put it. We'll call it. You know, it's the best way to put it. The same speech. So, what will the next X Where, element be in that line? See, that's, but that's what I'm saying, where it didn't seem – you're right. It happened under different circumstances all three times where the witch also gave Sophie all her memories. You know, Jermaine was probably the most direct teaching of the of fire magic. I mean he touched her hand, said a little speech, and boom, she has fire magic. But he said that little speech. And Gilgamesh, all – it seemed – the only thing Gilgamesh did was give that speech. So it's kind of like that's what ingrains the knowledge of it. Right. Well, you know, I I think that we can probably just just completely skip on from what we're talking about right now because that's not you know the, we're not predicting the, anything that we're not predicting anything. <laughs> but what magic do you think this book will hone in on? Because we've seen, you know, we saw Sophie get air in the Alchemist, and then we saw fire in the Magician. We saw the water in the Sorceress. I say Josh. Um, their their main goal in Necromancer is to get Josh's magic caught up. So we're talking fire and air. I I don't even know that we'll see Sophie get another magic in the Necromancer. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we may. There's a chance because of everything that we're seeing image wise on the cover and whatnot that we'll head to Earth magic. I was just thinking that too. The, the cover's very earthy. Um, sure. Yeah. And. I, I'm not sure if they're focused on trying to get them both all trained up or if it's more important to at least get one of them completely trained. You know what I mean? I think I, I don't I think their goal is to first of all is to probably get to whoever they can get to first. Like let's say um a, an earth master is is 500 miles away and a fire master is a thousand miles away they're going they're not going to bypass the earth master to get to the fire master and then come back so you know in that kind of range if the opportunity is presented for them to to, to obviously to learn say say earth or, or whatever they, they'll oh, they'll obviously jump on it i don't know that they'll get to the point of being able to seek that out i mean the other the other thing Speaking of the covers, you know, looking earthy and all, the alchemist has smoke, air coming out of it. The magician has fire on it. <clears throat> the sorceress has the water waves. Mm-hmm. The necromancer doesn't have earth coming out of the skull's eyes. No, it's so some there, kind there of a is no light looking thing. Yeah, so there is no. Element. How do you have earth? How do you show earth? I mean, but like the, but see, but, or something you could do but, with the green man's on there. Yeah, but. You know what I'm you know what I'm I'm saying here how I'm kind of agreeing with your I don't think Sophie will learn a new one. I don't think we'll learn Earth in this one. No, I don't think so either. I, I think I think Josh I think their main objective is gonna be getting Josh 
air fire. And you know, well, Gilgamesh isn't really in the picture, but I think that was probably the whole plan with Gilgamesh was to get the twins fully caught up. Right. You know, they, they say, have. can you only yeah, drink some water? Have. But if he knows them all, why pick water? And yeah. maybe it's because Nicholas does know Earth, and he knows he's all set when he comes time to teach them. Well, and, and he can hit them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like if they come to an elder that has Earth, and he says, I'll only train Earth, mm-hmm. then you know they're obviously not going to pass it up and choose fire. Let's say, say the elder says, I have Earth and I have fire. Choose one. They're going to choose Earth so they can hit them both. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Based like, on the fact that you've got the elements learned in each book on the book cover, and you don't have any element really represented the same, in the same style. Correct. So so you think we might be catching Josh up in terms of knowledge in this book versus I, I think so. training Sophie? Sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, as far as it goes, I mean, she has three elemental magics right now. I mean... And she has the witches imbued memories and and stuff like that. So she's she's got a lot going she's on. Pretty, she's pretty powerful. I mean, yeah. she's pretty. Josh rich. is pretty far behind. Josh is slacking behind. So, speaking of Josh, yeah, and his 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 debt to uh, to Mars. Yeah, what do you think that will factor in in the necromancer the 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 debt do you think Mars will fall upon his uh I can't see him going back to Paris I think it's going to depend on what his debt is now if his debt is involved with going back and getting him free probably but I think Mars has another way that he might get free I think Mars is not going to ask Josh for that I think he's going to possibly ask him because he says out front that it's something that it's, it's a terrible thing he's going to be asking him to do. And I think it might be something to the effect that he's either going to ask Josh to kill the witch or to kill him. Um, does Maybe he put him out of thing? his... He says yeah. that it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a large price. He doesn't really say it's a terrible thing. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I just the like way the whole, he says it. But Mars I think... might ask Josh to kill Mars. Because I think he's a miserable no, I, guy. I, I like I think he's I sad, think so. and I think the thing he's... about it is, I think he's more driven. He's he's a war god. I mean, he's more driven on revenge and hatred. I think. So you've got him speaking to D and asking him to 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 get Sophie to free him. So I I don't think he's going to have D have Sophie free him so he can kill himself. You know what I mean? I, I think I think it's going to be in the. I don't think it'll be in the necromancer. I think it'll be something down the road. I just don't see him going back to Paris. I think the only way this happens. But what if they is, don't have to? Like the only way I think the only way this happens is Mars. Maybe he can get here's, somehow here's, Mars can get back to his Mayan temple. You know, where I think you're probably right. We don't know. We don't know what he's going to ask. No, we don't. He, it may be, it may be. Hey, uh, he may come to Josh in a dream and say, "Hey, um, I want you to go to Vegas and, and and put ten grand on black." You know, we have no idea what he's going to ask. It, it <laughs> I've may got not this have, really itchy spot on my back. It's bugging it me. It may not have anything to do with freeing him. Um, I, I, it, yeah. it may result. The and result the thing with the end game in his in his request may be, you know, I'm getting free. Or maybe just the revenge on, on, on someone. But with him. freeing him, it's kind of like he has another way to do that. He doesn't need to waste his favor on that. Because yeah. 
If exactly. all he has to do is put Josh or the parents or someone in a compromising position, Sophie will save him. Sophie yeah. will, will, yeah. will raise the curse. So he doesn't need Josh's favor to be no. – Well, yeah, and the reason why I brought up the asking Josh to kill him is only if he can't get free. Like if there's no other way around it, he's going to be like, put me out of my misery. I've been stuck I here. Know. I think he's I don't think that's the proud. most yeah. out there – that's probably a far-fetched yeah, request. But, but I, I but don't I, think it's out of the realm of possibilities. I don't. No, think no, so. no. It's definitely, it's definitely possible. Do I see it happening with with a war god? I mean, I, you know, if if we're looking at at warriors in, in real history and stuff, I mean, the proudest warrior, the the Japanese samurai. I mean, you know, when they were surrounded and defeated, they would take their own lives instead of surrendering. So, but maybe you know, he can't do that in the position that he's no, in. No, exactly, exactly what I'm saying. But I don't think that he is – he feels he's in that kind of position. I think he's got not. this revenge thing on his head, and you know, he's not going to give it up. But yeah. again, so is this going to happen in the Necromancer? No, which is why I said in the same respect he may have Josh go after the witch. You know, I can't go anywhere, so I'm going to send you after her because I'm mad at her. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? And he's got Sophie to be able to release him, so he doesn't need the witch anymore. Exactly. Um, you know, will he call upon Josh to give the favor back to him in the Necromancer? I don't know, but I, I do think we will hear from Mars in the Necromancer. I think I, we'll hear from Mars, but I don't see the twins going back to Paris. We don't know. We don't no. know what he, we really don't know what he gave him. I mean, we've got this kind of correlation between the witch and Sophie, and, and how she gave her memories and stuff. And we know Josh. He gave him uh, what we've seen Josh use is is his knowledge of of battles and 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 whatnot. But you know, Mars may have done a little snaky business with that as well. Yeah, That's I think Mars. Is going to call D back to him at some point and be like, hey, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. I helped you. You need sure. to help me now. Yeah. Before I think we might see that in the Necromancer. You know, we might see some scrying involved. Possibly. I, I think we're going to see. Casing he's in. Maybe the swords being combined and then being, you know, Mars has held them. Maybe that can have something to do with freeing him, too. Possibly. I mean, I'm so just do, we think Mars will get, do we think Mars will get free in the Necromancer? I think it's yeah. a distinct possibility. Yes. All, and the big part of that is, is because when he was the savior of the Humani, he mm-hmm. was in the Central American Mayan Aztec culture. Yes. And because that's where it's taking place, that's why kind of one of the things I also said how I think it might end there. Mm-hmm. Is it's going to end there, and Mars is going to show up, and I think that's going to be the cliffhanger. Sure ending is mars is free right now what? well um I, I, inside of the necromancer i do not think mars will be freed i agree with jeff he's kind of it's kind of a big weighing thing i think we'll learn an awful lot about him yeah and may see that he, he becomes a a more integral part to the overall story arc yes. But right. I don't think he'll be free in the Necromancer. I think no, in some ways I, I, that's almost too easy and too quick. I think we'll actually find out. We'll learn more about what his what his uh, request is for Josh. We may even find out exactly what it is. But I do not think we'll see Mars freed. 
it's worth 50 I, I do only from the standpoint of now knowing who the mother of the gods is and knowing the connection there and obviously the mother of the gods has lots of children but there seems to be a strong connection strong between mars and the mother of the gods so well, I think her too. coming back may also affect his ability to but, get free or not. Right, but you know we got to look at why she's coming back. You know why has D said he's, that she's coming back? Why does D need? You know, she's not exactly. You know, I mean, it's not it's not to to help Mars. It's not to you know you know what is he bringing her specifically back but, for? Uh, but again. Mars still has this the thing hanging thing. over D. You, I, you know, I scratched your back. You but haven't done not, mine. It, it is, it is, but it's almost like a gentleman saying it's yeah. not like you know. It's say um, you to to steal from another book series to say if you you told us you know something about someone and you you died if you didn't do this exact thing. You know well, what I mean? The reality is, is if Mars is can continues to be stuck, so what? Uh, D, I helped you. Now help me, but I can't do anything about it because I'm stuck. Yeah. If you don't help me, so um, help me. When I get out of here, I'll show you one thing right. or two. Yeah, yeah it's in threat. But it's I, I'm saying, threat. wouldn't it be convenient if Mars getting free was linked to what D is doing with raising the mother of the gods? I think it would be. I think it would be too convenient. <laughs> I think it would be too convenient and too fast with two with too, people yeah. left after this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Again, like I said, I, I see Mars being out as the as the big cliffhanger ending, as it were. Sure. Okay. That's my call on it. As okay. a, added it to yes, I think he'll be free. And I also <laughs> think that will be the the big climactic ending. Sure. Okay. Not even know how he gets free. <laughs> <laughs> So we've kind of been talking about D. He's on the run now. What do you think his next move will be? No, we can. His his main thing, obviously, from the look ahead that we've got in the necromant from the necromancer, it says you know D needs to fight against you know fight for his life basically because you know he's basically in big 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 trouble. So he's going to raise the mother of the gods. That's his motive. That's his. That's his driving force in in the necromancer, in my that's, opinion. Now the big question is: Is he doing it to try to get back in the elders' good graces, or is he doing it to protect himself? I think he's oh. doing it to through his own agenda. As far as you know, I've had this this whole inkling feeling all along from way back in the magician when he was on the plane talking about ruling. You know, if he if things went his way, he says if things went goes his way, he'll be ruling the world. So I, I've always had this little sneaky suspicion that he's got something up his sleeve for the elders themselves. Um, so maybe that was part of his 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 end game all along to uh, to raise the mother of the gods to help him um, over the elders. Well, and we also know he's been collecting artifacts and swords. And, yeah, so... what kind of swords? Elemental swords, stone elemental swords. So he's got. We know he's got. We, we know from the text that he already has the other two elemental swords, mm-hmm. and we know now at the end of the sorceress he is in possession of the two we saw Excalibur and Claw. Excalibur. Excalibur, because it's it's it joined together into one sword. So he's got he's got he's got the power. I mean, he's got the all four swords now. He has the power of Grayskull. He's got the power of Grayskull. So. <laughs> 
Do you think we'll see the sword separate in in Necromancer? No. no. <laughs> Not a chance. No, they're they're together for good. Okay. I, At least till the very end. No, they no, might no, fall yeah. apart they, at the very like end of the book. Apart, so, yeah. Like the series, yeah. not the book of the series. <laughs> so they're not together forever because they've been together before and been taken apart. Yeah. I don't think they're so, coming apart till the end of the no, series. Yeah. When I, 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 I they're going to fall apart. They're not going to be like taken apart. I agree with that. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the okay. enchantress. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they get put. They get used in some way with the crystal skull, or skulls that we've got. And why would you think that? Because if each one of the four swords is one of the four elements, and some of the actual mythology of the crystal skulls, certain cultures believe that they could be used for time travel and healing and various different things, and if they were Time travel, that's our fifth element. You put them with the swords. Okay. Maybe that's how they all get used. That's. How Do we... you guys think that Karant and Excalibur merge together? I think the other two sur- swords merge together and then all four swords merge together? No. If given the right circumstances? I don't think the other two swords are necessarily twins like Karant and Excalibur are. Well, it, it would be, I don't know, it would be kind of Seems weird. Seems like it should be weren't. symmetrical that they... Yeah. Yeah, no. But I don't think they're quadruplets. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, too, though, who's in the camp that the, the prophecy isn't really about Sophie and Josh at all, but about 100% about the swords and... And I'm artifacts as opposed to not people. about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just, I'm that's, not, I'm not that's... Yeah. I know there, there definitely that seems one to be part, a split. That one part maybe the two that are one, the one that are all, maybe. I don't think, yeah, the whole prophecy might not be about just the twins. Right. But exactly. I don't think it's just about the swords. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced, though, that we'll see the other two swords merge and if we do, I'm not. I, I'm not convinced from the standpoint that D has had the swords for a while now. It's and if they the were gonna swords. merge, wouldn't they have merged already? I, I don't think so because maybe you know, they need to be what, at Stonehenge. But it definitely seemed. But it's. I mean, Clarence Excalibur were trying to merge from the moment they met each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wanted to be together, and it was one of those things where I think it's even said. I don't know if it was in the magician or in the sorceress, but it was said that the swords are attracted to each other. So you could use Excalibur to find Clarence and vice versa. Right. That's why I'm thinking that the other two swords may not be. Well, see, I, that's one of the reasons. I mean, I realize Excalibur definitely sounds like it's, you know, Excalibur and Clarence sound like they're the two master swords, as it were. Yeah. They're the two really powerful ones. Yeah, so that's obviously why D might have been using it, but also he didn't have Clarence. So he could be using Excalibur to try to find Clarence as well, which is why doesn't he, he doesn't he say doesn't it say in the book that Clarence is the only sword that can stand against Excalibur? Yeah. Yeah. Now does that mean even these other two swords are these other two swords like lesser swords compared to? But let's say there's a, there's a hierarchy, and if Clarence is the only thing that can stand against Excalibur, let's say they're kind of top tier, and then you've got the other two swords kind of hanging out below them. Yeah. So, so do you think we're we're going that that D is going to be 
on this mission to get all four swords together. Yeah, that's probably the, you're talking about for D's first step. I mean, yeah. he's you know we've kind of been told. I think it was in that the episode we had with with Michael where you know D's just as surprised that the swords merged as we are. Right. Which so he's going to the first thing he's going to do together the other swords. Yeah. He, first thing he's going to do is go get those other swords. Yeah, and see if they see if they connect in the same fashion. That's that's going to be I mean, even even Gilgamesh was surprised that the swords had merged. He was as surprised as D was that they had. So yeah. obviously he had never seen it happen before. I don't think Gilgamesh was surprised. Yeah, I was just going to say I don't know. I was kind of like, huh. I don't know that I read that that way. I don't know that I, I think he was I, I, I think he was like I've seen this before. I, I think he was just making – see, my whole thing is I think he was just making the metaphor with the whole two that are one, one that is all, but that's a different podcast. Yeah. So, you know, now, now we're talking about the swords. We're not predicting anything. <laughs> we're not. So we're moving on now to um, Billy and Machiavelli and their predicament that they find themselves in left on Alcatraz, which in my opinion isn't really a predicament. I mean all the monsters that are in the water – that was going to be, you know, fighting against Parnell is on their side, so they're they're not really trapped there. I mean, they catch a ride on, you they're know, probably, the Nereids or something. You they're know? probably just like my boat. <laughs> well, oh. I don't know. I'm not sure those creatures on there have been told to play nice with them either. You know what I mean? Well, the Nereids. I think the Nereids would have. No, been. no that, that's the thing. I'm not. I don't mean what creatures in the cells. I mean like like um, Nereus. Nearest and the Nereids and all that. I mean, I don't think they're going to attack uh, Billy and Machiavelli because they're working for the Dark Elders, who they are also working for. So I don't think they're going to stay on Alcatraz very long at all. Yeah, I think they get off, and I think they get off relatively easily, and it's sort of a almost non-event, non-issue yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Even if we even see them, we may even come to them, and they're walking up the dock, you know, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We, we we might it's maybe so easy for them that we don't even see it happen. Yeah, it might be one of those things where we see Perry and Nick come around the corner, and right behind them, two blocks later, is Billy and Machiavelli. Um, you stole my boat. <laughs> stole my boat. I want it back. Where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys think they're going to use the book to awaken the sleeping creatures on Alcatraz before they get off? Um, well, they they don't have. They went there. D has the codex. Well, Not the Codex, the the Book of the Dead. They were sent there to to awaken the creatures. That's what that's what Machiavelli yeah. was sent there to do. So unless he hears otherwise, that's his mission. I mean, do you think you'll see them coming marching down the dock in San Francisco with an army of crazy creatures coming behind them? No, I, I doubt that. <laughs> but the thing about it is we're, we're not just worried about Machiavelli and, and, and Billy waking these creatures. They say strategically across the world at all the large cities, we have stockpiles of these creatures, and there's been people sent to those places to wake them up as well. Well, and they were people told – We haven't even heard about. They we haven't told, even heard about. Yeah, and they were told to wake them up to create chaos basically. Yeah, exactly. Six. But they're not going to awaken them till they figured out how to get off that island, because <laughs> I know they were worried about that. <laughs> they won't have any. Yeah, they won't have any way to control them. There's, there's no doubt. Unless we'll it's part of the awakening spell. No, I you think once you let them go, the yeah, it's over. Well, get out know, of the you know, way. We don't know exactly what it is. I don't think they're going to be like, um, you know, like a video game where they can just 
just point them in a direction and they're all on the swarm in that one direction and stop when they're done with that area until they're, they've given orders to go somewhere else. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen the creatures are in there and they're rather vile things. So, you know, I don't think they're going to have any kind of, uh, of control over them. Um, so now we're going to meet uh, Prometheus and Odin. Um, how how do you guys think that they are going to factor into the story? We know we're going to meet Prometheus. Well, we know if you uh, played a little video game on the website. Exactly. Someone knows. <laughs> it didn't. Shame on you. <laughs> so obviously, the obvious um, <laughs> the obvious answer to that um, is to give Josh fire. <laughs> mm. I mean, it. I think I know. I know what you're going to say that that, that Jermaine stole it from you, whatever like that. But Flamel says himself that he thought he was going to have to go to Prometheus to teach the twins fire. So obviously, it's still the ability. We know Gilgamesh, you know, can't use any of the magic, but can still teach it. So shouldn't the same thing apply to Prometheus? That's not what I was going to say. God. <laughs> Well, well, that was that was actually you were, you were one thinking. thing I was gonna say. But the other thing it. I was gonna say. You were thinking it. <laughs> there were two things I was gonna say. That was one of them. I will give you yeah. that. The other thing I was gonna say is, Uncle Prometheus. Yeah. Aoife, if she's gonna be running around with them, maybe she's in lot in league with the guy, you know, and says, "Hey, let's go see my uncle." I don't know. There's that link there, too. I think we have this false opinion of of how their family is is working. I mean, it's not like if they see each other walking down the street, they're going to start – they're going to go at each other and try to cut each other's heads off. I I think that they don't like each other, but if they maybe bumped into each other, I I don't think that there's this kind of discord between them to that whole thing. So. But keep in mind, Prometheus is tied to a rock somewhere. Um, By myth. According to mythology. (laughs) It's not been said that. That's not been said in the series. So, I don't. I get the impression, though, that Prometheus is not a well-liked elder. Just from the standpoint of all the trouble that he has caused. So maybe he's an outcast. In the same aspect aspect that the witch and Scatty are as well. I mean, he's not anywhere... You know what I mean? He's in the same leagues as them as far as, as helping the uh, the Chumani and doing things for him like he gave them fire. You know, he yeah. and the witch taught them how to use fire to cook their meat. So I would think think in that realm of, 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 of Prometheus and the witch and, and Scatty that you know they're kind of grouped together. I don't know if there's one you could say more than the other. Yeah, I get I the really... impression he's more of a troublemaker. But I, I originally thought Prometheus would teach Josh fire and that we'd see that in the necromancer. But mm-hmm. I am taking sort of at face value what Scatty said to Jermaine about how Jermaine stole the fire from Prometheus. Right. And at some point he may want it back and say that Prometheus is going to play some other role that he can't because Jermaine stole, stole it away from him. And so he no longer has the ability to, to teach or have anything to do with it. Well, and and then that kind of plays back to my comment about Gilgamesh. With you know, even though he doesn't, he doesn't have the ability. Even if he does, I mean, who knows if he does or doesn't? I mean, what what do you consider you know 
stealing the magic. I mean, how do you steal magic when, like you got, like Sean was saying before about how it's given like that? You know, what I mean, it's not really, it's not really handed over. You have to consciously, they it's like, like, like speaking it into the person. You know, how do you steal that? Don't know, and I think that is like I do. I agree with what you said earlier that when you were saying that, Sean. I I don't think we know enough about how that process occurred exactly. to really understand understand exactly. it at all. And so, I, I still think I, I, I still think Prometheus can teach fire. Fumel knows, you know, about the whole stealing of fire thing. So, but he was still going to take the twins to Prometheus. Prometheus to get them the fire magic. He says it in the books. So I, I, I regardless of whether Drain stole fire from him or not, I still think Prometheus can teach Josh fire magic. Yeah, I just I for some reason think he can't, but I you know, I mean there's one in a column for you now, one prediction where you know, where we're against each other. <laughs> See who wins when all said. What about Odin? I mean, what about Odin really? I mean we we don't we, his name has been has has been shown in the the series three times. Yeah. His, the actual word Odin appears across all three books only three times. One wasn't even talking about Odin, it was a war cry by one of the Deesir. I get the impression he's not a good guy. I, I would I would tend to agree with you on that. <laughs> he I would say he's probably in league with the Dark Elders, which would make sense kind of in a balanced standpoint because you have Hecate. Not necessarily – she didn't really throw her allegiance anywhere, but when push came to shove, she helped. So, well, yeah, I mean, the, so the, I think the in elders. terms of a balance of the trees – you know, one for the dark elders, one for the elders. You know what I mean? It's possible, but you know, he she wouldn't side with the elders, I think, because they they kicked her off the Antalus. It's true, and, and cursed her. She so, she had kind know, of grudge. Why would? Yeah, sure. Why would she help them? So, I have a feeling we're definitely going to hear or actually see Odin's Yggdrasil tree. I think. Um, will it be in the Necromancer? I don't really know. I want to say yes because I really want to see that bad boy, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a much different experience. I would agree with that. 100%. From Hecate's uh, tree, so uh, I think it's going to be a much different experience, and I really want to see what that thing looks like. Okay, on the <laughs> other hand, okay, we've talked about Prometheus and Odin. What other new characters do you think we might see? Oh, good lord. Well, um, I mean, I think the Green Man is kind of an obvious one. The Green Man? Being we haven't even talked about the Green Man. He's right there on the cover. Um, you know, I'm going to save him for my prediction. We've <laughs> covered... Well, I mean, we should talk about him. I mean, yeah, let's I mean, talk. What, what, where is he going to come into play? Is he going to be an elder that they go to learn this Green Man Green uh, flora, fauna, earth? You know, I mean, is, is he going to be who they try to learn earth magic from? Is he going to be... Is he a good guy? You know, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He want to have a, an immortal in his service? I mean, these are all things you need to look at when we're talking about, you know, elders coming into the story. Is he even an elder? I don't think he's an elder. I don't think he is either. I think he's an immortal human. Okay. Well, if we look at mythology for the Green Man, I mean, we get into the Green Knight, Arthurian legends, you know, things of that nature. And then, you know, you look at the depictions of the green man with the leaves 
coming out of his hair and stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't really sound like an immoral humani to me. I'm leaning way more towards elder. I agree. Um, I I I think he's going to be the elder of this book. Like the new elder, like the new character elder, like you know, like we've we've got um like he has his own emblem on the cover. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's usually a spot reserved there for an elder in the covers uh, we've we've ta- covered the covers before. We've covered the covers before. I'm leaning um, more towards an archon. Okay, well, I mean, you know, obviously... Um, this is Cernunos Cern- link. Yeah, you know, obviously Cernunos got his own emblem, so there's that. Uh, and there is, Sean, they're, the, they're, they are very, very commonly confused as the same person, mm-hmm. the green man and, uh, and Cernunos. But, you know, if we look back at, at Arthurian legend... Um, I know you're going to jump all over this, Sean. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> your whole thing with with Palmides and and the uh, yeah. the Knights of the Round Table reincarnated. I mean, an, an elder associated to them. Oh yeah, that's, that's Arthur in disguise. Good. No, no. Um, I'm kidding. I think uh, the Green Man might be our our big answer for the the secret immortals. Secret and, and with with Germain and Shakespeare and Palamedes. That's not a bad theory. Being elderless means why they're immortal. I'll buy that. All right, so look. Theory. So so look, you're saying that the the Knights of the Round Table all have the same the 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 new created Knights Round all have the same elder, and he's kind of like keeping himself hidden. So they're saying they're not saying the Green Man had the Green Man, the Green Knights. Yep. You know, it's all. I think it all kind of. It, it wraps it up nice, and you know, I know originally I was saying that Arthur could be arguably an elder, but I think he was just one of the more powerful immortals, right? And that they are all tied back to the Green Man, right? Yeah, and see, that's I'm I'm kind of right there with you, Sean. I think that because of the tie back to the Green Knights and Palamedes. I think we might see Arthur, and I think, but I do think Arthur is an immortal human. And yeah, I think I'm, that might I'm, be. I'm leaning that way. That might be who that so. is. But I think because originally, Sean, you were thinking you were thinking that Arthur was the elder, and he's the elder of the elder quote. That was kind of the initial okay. thought, but there is a bit where, I mean, the biggest thing for me, it's even more so than the vision of Canuno stabbing the golden, the gold knight. Right. No, no. But like outside of that one, I think even more so is Scatty pretty much, you know, I'm sorry I helped him become king. Correct. It's almost like, why would she help an elder? Yeah. You know, she doesn't, she wouldn't need to help an elder become king. So it's kind of like, right. I, I, I don't necessarily believe Arthur is dead, but I think, you know, being an immortal human, I still think he's around, but that's kind of me just holding on to hope because I really like the Arthurian legend and things like that. Right, and you know what? You know what? I, I'm they're all tied back to the Green Man. I was, I was, I was really skeptical at first on this whole Knights of the Round, new Knights Round Table thing going on, but you know, once we see the Green Man and the Green Knight tie backs, and I, I'm, I can buy into that. And there's, there's, there's a lot of little things too with um one of the pe- like one of the green man legends, it does kind of link with him being the same as Cernunos or Cernunos, whatever. Cernunos. But one of the people that is the green man is Robin Goodfellow is Puck is Midsummer Night's Dream is Shakespeare. 
Right. Yeah, okay. there's the tie there. Yep. So instead of necessarily saying the new Knights of the Round Table, it's more maybe the Knights of the Round Table were the new version of a different group of knights, like Palamedes' original group of Saracen knights. Right. And then Palamedes moves on to the London, you know, England, UK, Britain area, hooks up with Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the only thing that bothers hey, me Hey, Mr. Elder, but... check out this guy. And then Arthur comes in, and and now Arthur is, you know, the leader of the the the, hum, the Humani leader of the knights. And then now it's shifted where now you have Palamedes and Germain and Shakespeare, where it's not necessarily the new knights of the Round Table. And Joan. And Joan. You know what? Though I have to tell you that, that there's a quote from the sorceress that bothers me. Like I, uh, yes, I. I wanna hope that we see Arthur, but Sir Nuno says he Sir Nuno's. Arthur. <laughs> okay, well here's the thing here's the thing that I knew you were gonna say that is you know, we specifically Sean specifically asked that about about Arthur in our December podcast and Michael answered it. So yeah. you mean I have to actually go back and re listen to what we actually recorded? <laughs> <laughs> Michael said Sean asked him if the gold knight that Kronos stabbed was King Arthur. And he said yes. He didn't say he was dead. He did he said no Sean, you asked him. I actually listened yeah, to today. Sean, you asked him <laughs> if he was dead and he said we never saw him die. He was taken to Avalon as Avalon, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he and that's, is that's, he that's, is known as the once and future king is exactly the quote out so, of Michael's mouth. So yeah. there's there's the possibility we will see. Um, and Arthur never dies in. in we never the, we know, they never either. bury him or anything. I mean, when the, the whole thing Avalon with the wound, right? His, no, no, again, I, mean, I want to see Arthur. So I, oh, I, I think right, there's an awful there. lot that could be tied together. Mm-hmm. It's killing me that I can't figure out why. You know, Michael pointed us to to think about why Palamedes can can travel between the shadow realms, mm-hmm. and it's killing me that I can't. I haven't been able to formulate a theory that makes any sense. And the only thing I can think of is that Arthur has to come back in order for me to put those pieces together. So I right. I want to see him. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think this group is definitely there's a lot of similarities there, and there is that tie to the Green Man, and I. I, th- I would love to see it in this book. I mean, the whole thing that I'm kind of, I mean, I know I kind of latched onto this whole theory and it started, the theory kind of started as just sort of randomly pulling it out as an obscure, Hey, this would be kind of neat. If right. like the more, the more, the more you can piece it see, together, the more we find little there's pieces. There's so many tie-ins where like, yeah. I, I mean, the big one is the obvious, the green knight ties directly to Arthur. With you know Gawain being yeah, yeah, being yeah. Arthur's nephew son, depending on what what you what you read or whatever. But then you have a tie-in with, and we know that Palamedes was a he wasn't a knight of the Round Table. He was the Saracen knight and everything like that. The, the black but he knight. was with he yeah he was with Arthur. He fought with Arthur. So there's that connection there. Right. We have the obvious connection with Germain and Palamedes. Yeah. And we don't know where Germain got his immortality, but Germain and Palamedes are. Obviously, yeah. And then uh, Shakespeare's living with Palamedes. Then you get the tie-in back again with the green man being Robin Goodfellow, being Puck, Midsummer Night's Dream. Correct. Is, so it's there's, there's a little too much coincidence. Yeah. 
in a in a book of of no coincidences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no denying that there's a connection there. What I was kind of looking at is the possibility that right now we've seen a lot of black and white, good and bad type situations, and I kind of see this group that's forming here that may form under the Green Man as kind of almost a third faction with a slightly different agenda from the from the you know, the Dark Elders wanting to take over versus preventing the Dark Elders from taking over. I think they have, like, a completely unrelated purpose to each of the two groups. I think we're going to see this story kind of... It it just seems too easy for it to be only two sides in this huge situation. Well, I mean, we know know that um, Palamedes goes into Shadow Realms to rescue lost humanity, so we know whose side he... Is on, and it's obvious. You but know, I... Shakespeare has done more than enough to prove that he's helping the twins and Nicholas. Yeah. But he's even said he said himself, "I'd love to see the Dark Elders." I return. think we're gonna. I think we're gonna find there's more to that, though. Like what particular humanity he's going to get? Why is he getting those particular people? Maybe he's looking for Arthur. I could tell, I didn't Maybe. read quite that much into the, the Green Man. I because I thought. Immortal Humani, and then I actually thought that the tie-in to the Green Man from the Spirits of Trees, Plants, Foliage, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. to me says it's going to be an immortal. It's going to be someone who teaches the the twins Earth, Earth magic. magic. It's it, it's possible. I, mean, I, I think I think I said that when we when we first started talking about the Green Man just now. You know that was my first tie-in as, as well. But you can't. Ignore what Sean's, you know, Sean's, you know. No, list, not at all. In fact, I wonder if it's not going to be Arthur who teaches them earth magic. Sword in the stone. In the necromancer, right? Yeah, in the necromancer. Uh, it's, it's possible. Uh, who knows? But I mean, you know, the is, three man's... If I could pick, if I could pick anybody from, I mean, Arthur is technically a mythological character, but he's a human, so he's he's a historical mythological character. But if I could pick anybody, that's who I would want to see in the series. So I have kind of latched on. And it's one of those things, you know, if if you look for connections, you're going to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. That's but true. at the same time, there's a lot there. There is. There's too much to be ignored uh, connection-wise between, um, you know, Arthurian legend and, you know, what we're seeing in the books right now. So there's there's definitely a tie there. When, I'm pretty that, sure that green the green man is, is going to increase – you know, is going to be a part of that tie-in. I mean, even when I when I first pulled it out of nowhere, Arthur Legend. I mean, I think I I tweeted it at at Michael asking if my Arthur theory was way off base, and he said no. So that's kind of why I, I I pushed it, but at the same time, it's yeah, still okay, not. There's so... not quite enough there to say yes, but sure. So Arthur in mind. We talked a little bit about Cardunos. Do you think we're going to see some of the other Archons possibly at Dilbans too? Um, well, we really, we, we really don't don't know much about about Hebdomads, um, as far as where they they fall in. Um, you know, how many there are time wise? How many there are? Um, well, I think I'll there's take that seven back. Hebdomads. 
but that's just what I've seen I'll, for research. I'll, I'll take that back. There is a very, very important clue on the forum about head demands. I'll leave it at that. But um, I don't know that we will see any hebdomads in the necromancer I, I, you know the and, unless it's a, a left field thing you know it just kind of tossed out there thing um we've not even we seen might that not word. see any we might hear the word we might we've not seen that word but we might you know, in, like in, in the necromancer someone might say hey you know there's there's this other group of people called hebdomads yeah i don't know i kind of don't think it would have come up on the forum unless it was coming possibly soon but yeah that might just I mean, be me reading like, into just, something too much i don't just, know just like a, just like i said i mean it, it's not been mentioned in the books yet so if it does it'll be an out of left field thing you know um it has been mentioned on the forums but you know not everyone in the world that reads the books are on the forum so to them it would be an out of left field thing right well i think it would be well uh, explained if it Ar- archon wise i Pretty sure if we don't see any Archons in the Necromancer, then we are going to hear a lot about them. Yeah, I mean, Kernunos yeah. is just under such special circumstances. Yeah. He's repaying a debt. So, yeah, I think we'll learn a lot about the Archons, but I don't know that we'll see. I don't know that we'll see any more of them, yeah. but, you know, it's a, poss- me, it's a possibility. I think, I, think we will learn, into... I think we will learn a lot about them, actually. I think so. Do I've we said know from... the mother of the gods? Do we mm-hmm. know what type of... Is, no. is it definitely an elder, or could could she be an archon? It, we, 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 we don't know. I mean, because at this point, you know, you look through how, you know, we, we don't know from real mythology what determines the difference between an yeah. elder, a great elder, and an archon. You know, you know, Kernunos... You know, it could very well have been an elder. You know, from our from our research prior to knowing he was just as easily as the Morgan is. That's just as easily. That said, I you think know, we're so. gonna get if we don't get completely an understanding of that entire thing, we're gonna get a much better understanding in the Necromancer. Yeah, because sure. that's like I mean, one of the things I've said from really the get go is that the Necromancer is gonna be an educational book. Sure, we're gonna learn a lot more than we're going to see happen. Yeah. I think we're going like to get a little bit. There's going to be a lot a more trilogy, a second trilogy building, exactly uh, building book. You know, to, this is going to be a this is going to be a historical novel, right. historical fiction. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> more so, I mean that. I like I said. I mean I, I've been saying that's my expectation of it. All right. Well, a couple more questions before we close out here. Um, do you think we're going to see any major deaths in this book? Um. I think uh, I think we almost have. major here's the thing here's the thing about about the the kanji the Japanese kanji uh signed death on the cover I mean the book is the necromancer that that kanji is <laughs> death is involved but that kanji doesn't mean that you know Saint-Germain is going to die in this in this yeah. book you know what I mean I, I don't think that kanji represents has the, that there's has a the death series- of a character coming but from a literature standpoint, I mean, I know I, I tend to be the one to go there, but it's like, has the series reached a point where, you know what, it's time for somebody to die? Awesome. I mean, we've only had one death so far, and it was Hecate, and yeah. it was sort of a – she wasn't really a major character. She didn't have – she didn't have a major – she she did very important things, but she didn't have a big role. Like, she wasn't 
stretched out. You know, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's right, Hecate died. Right. Whereas, you know, if someone, if if Joan turned up dead, it would be like, whoa. Yeah. Exactly. I think there's a chance that maybe Billy might not make it off Alcatraz. Mm, well, there's, there's I, he might he's not got make a lot it. More to do. Uh, he's uh, with with just coming in in the sorceress. I mean, I can see where he's a little bit expendable, but I don't think that Michael would have brought him in for one book, maybe one and you know, half a one and a half, or yeah. actually just one full book, a half a book, and a half a book. Yeah. So, I think there's too rich of a character there to 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 kill off in in just the next book that he's. I mean, in. if I had to, if I had to bet. Okay, if I was yeah, that's told, it. Let's do this. Let's do this. If I was told everybody predict everybody predict one person to die. I would say Machiavelli. Okay. Hmm. Chris, Jamie. Um, pick one person to die. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> make me do this. You can make me see. Yeah, I, I am. The Morgan. That, that I am the Morgan. Okay, and it doesn't count as just one of them. Like no, the whole, I mean the whole collective so, body. Okay. <laughs> Um, Scatty. Scatty. I'm going to say, um. Come on, you're the most time to think. I'm going. Yeah, really. well, I was listening to what you guys picked. I don't want to pick. I'm the wondering same if person. you're going to say my second choice. <laughs> oh yeah. <I'm> curious. <laughs> well, Machiavelli is not on my on my list. <laughs> uh, say, you're going to say my second choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say. Just for just for giggles, I'm gonna say the Witch of Endor. See, my my, my second choice was gonna be Palamedes. I would have said Shakespeare second. I, I was on both of them and <laughs> just went a different way. All right. So, <laughs> but my reasoning behind not is I'm expecting Shakespeare to be the warlock. So. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's right. That's true. I am too. I wasn't gonna pick him. We know <laughs> the necromancer. Mm, yes, that is true. No, he's not. So, <laughs> along the same lines, any big twists? You expecting anything like major to drop big, in this book? Big twists. I think that the I don't know if you consider this a twist or not. No, it's not really a twist. But I think that Mars's and Josh's debt will be a major f- wow factor in the Necromancer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a twist. Well, a, that, that's kind of, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's, we're going to see a traitorous character. Somebody okay, who this? we thought wasn't who we think they are. Like somebody that either A, okay. started out good and ended up on the other side of the... You, sure. Okay. Right, I think we're... I, Ma- I'm not going to Ma- say... Machiavelli. Machiavelli, by the end of the book, Machiavelli will aid the good side in something. See? And that's exactly why I said Machiavelli does not survive this book. If I had to pick one, yeah. if I had to pick one person, it would yeah. be Machiavelli. Well, and yeah, if he does that, he's going to bite it. I don't think, <laughs> no question. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be something as big as, you know, he jumps in and stops someone from dying and everyone sees what happened. You know, I think he's a little slicker than that. He's going to make – let's say – I'll say he's going to make something happen – that will aid the good side and position himself better if whoever wins. Intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah, intentionally. Intentionally. You know, there's been... On that that kind of note, there's the... The elders tend to pick immortals or they pick humani that tend to feature the same traits. 
right? Yes. It seems so. So Machiavelli is very conniving. He sne- he snakes his way to the top. Sure. So it's almost like, and we kind of see a little bit of this in the Sorceress, where his elder is sort of trying to maybe snake his way past Dee's elder. Oh yeah, yeah. They're kind sort of vying for Frank's, total the control there. Position sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be something on that line. It could be Machiavelli thwarting thwarting D and his master yeah. in such a way that makes Machiavelli come out on top, thus Machiavelli's master coming out on top. Right. And by thwarting D and his master, you're he thereby looks, aiding. You're thereby I, aiding the. Sure. That's quite a prediction. <laughs> that's that's exactly that is exactly that's, that's what I was saying. It's concerned. Exactly what I was saying. He is something Machiavelli does it makes him come out smelling like roses no matter who wins the the ultimate battle there. Well, we know so we know D's not looking so hot not. right now, so <laughs> Yeah. But it's on the same line as any major twists in the book, you could link that to a death as well. True. If a major character dies, that could be a twist. True. So, I guess what, we what, could go to the last big question. The big, the big dog. Who is the necromancer? Dun dun dun. Scatty. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. Jeff. The witch of Endor. <laughs> Jeff. New, he new is character. male, and we have met him. <laughs> new character. We have. Jeff. <laughs> That's my final guess. My name is my name is in the back of the sorceress. <laughs> it, it is in print. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, are we going to do? Are we going to do like single pick or multiple? Like your top three or just I, the one? No, pick one. Pick, pick one. one. Oh, Obviously. Obviously. Obviously, everyone knows who mine is. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. There's Jermaine. There's just this overall consensus, you know, forum-wide that is Jermaine, and I've been chasing Palamedes just for the sake of chasing him, so to be different, I'm going to say Palamedes. I don't... kind of... I kind of buy Palamedes. He's on my, my shorting, shortening list. Jermaine has kind of almost fallen off the list for me, I think, because he just seems too obvious. And from that standpoint, I'm going to have to say Mars. Sticking with Mars. Okay. Kristen? <laughs> yeah. You can pick this. You don't have to pick a different one. You don't have to. Yeah, pick. yeah you can agree with one of us. If you can you, agree if with you, me if you want if to. You want to. <laughs> if you want to. You could be wrong, <laughs> too. And that's so funny. I mean, I mean, you know, Michael did confirm that the Black Order is directly related to um, necromancy, and we do have the Black Knight here. <clears throat> yeah, except for we know. Well, and you know, the other ninety-nine signs all point to black, but yeah, everything else does point. Well, yeah, everything <laughs> we're kind of guessing points to him. After that, I don't know. You know what, Billy the Kid. Okay. He's definitely on the list. He's he on my on list. <laughs> because Billy is on yeah, my list. That, we have concluded our predictions. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a uh, really, really good uh, prediction show, guys. Extremely long. How much uh, time is it? Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. That was a little grueling. but uh, <laughs> I hope we didn't make you miss your prom. We got through it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you're definitely not making the prom if you're going to listen to this beforehand. <laughs> anyway, next time uh, on the show, uh, we're going to be covering the Quest for the Codex game. Hopefully, some or all of us will have beaten it by then, uh, crossing fingers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll be going in depth of uh, the ins and outs of the game, um, how we liked it, and our responses, and things like that. And, uh, also for predictions, you know, if you guys, the listeners, want to send in some predictions, you know, if we get a lot, we may uh, we may read listener predictions as well on the show. So just uh, make fun of you for how wrong you are. Just yeah, don't send yeah, them yeah, in we'll, after we'll, you've read, because that's cheating. Yeah, that's and not we'll really know, fair. We'll know. Yeah, yeah, that's not really fair. Absolutely, because we, we won't read any that are dead on. We will have read by then. We will have read it by then. So um, yeah, and just so you guys know ahead in advance, the next. Uh, podcast will be spoiler free. Let me go ahead and throw that out there for uh, for listeners. It will you know, be Necromancer spoiler free. Yeah, I haven't read the Necromancer yet. Next month's show will definitely be spoiler free, so you don't have to worry about getting uh, getting spoiled on the book. You know, because I know it'll come out what like ten or fifteen to twenty days, twenty days, twenty or so days after the book comes out. You know, not everybody can get through a book that size in twenty days, so absolutely, it's going to be spoiler free. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to send us an email, any of us individually, you can send us at our first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. You can send just the general show an email at awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And jump on over to Podcast Alley right now. Do it now. Now, now, now. Do it now. Pause. <laughs> jump over to Podcast Alley. Give us a vote. Takes a second. And uh, a very new option that we've got now, um, if you guys have seen the uh, little revampage we've done to the podcast page with the social links and things, uh, we're now on Blueberry, uh, which is a podcast hosting site similar to Podcast Alley, and they've got a little uh, feature on there called Juice It, and, you know, kind of goes along with the whole Blueberry thing. You know, it's very, very, uh, very smart. <laughs> So jump over to the Blueberry, and uh, there's a little button on there. You can click, and it says Juice It, and it, uh, it'll it send us a juice. It's kind of like a vote for Podcast Alley. And that's all we have for this episode. Until the next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. This podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. All right. Hey, guys. I got to go. I am off to Oahu again. See ya. No! <laughs> Aloha. Adios, muchacha. That's Spanish. <laughs> Dang it. Maka is the wise way. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> Mm. Yes, please. Don't spoil the trip and all that wonderful music. I'm about to <laughs> that beautiful sunshine. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Anna means family. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my my words now, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think you're ever going to be hungry enough to eat your words, Sean. That is true. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go first one. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sean. No, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I was mumbling. No, 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 go ahead, no. I was just going to no, say. No, really, that. it's okay. No, no. <laughs> All right.
You good? No, I'm saying it's fine, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the... Uh... <laughs> Mom. Mom. Mommy. Mommy. Mom. What? Mommy. <laughs> oh, dear. Hi. <laughs> Jamie, how do we get them under control? Oh, my God. <laughs> you will never have control. Clearly That's not. You. you know, this is supposed to be a quick edit, cut, paste, you know. Yeah. Actually, I did. What was I thinking? <laughs> Why were you thinking? So. Why was I thinking? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we represent the lollipop guild. The lollipop guild. We do have an answer, do we not, about that, Jamie? Did, did Michael address that on the forum? Yeah, and I forgot to look for it. Now, does the, <laughs> I, the iPod doesn't have... <laughs> not to mention mention i itch so bad i have trouble forming coherence uh, you know what i'm saying the word is zibalba zibizibet no the thing that random house has on their site about the button the, the necromancer book oh, oh, oh. it's completely oh. out of my head right now <sighs> okay if you go to the if you go to our website and you go to the necromancer, I know what page, you're talking about. You have the, the little thing that's the thing that's written there. The preview written. thing, the like the dust jacket <laughs> writing. What's that called? The summary. Synopsis. Synopsis. If I go to our website, the synopsis. Yes. Yeah. Where the tells us page, what's going to happen? Necromancer page. Are you talking about the part where it says D's gonna train a necromancer to raise the mother of the god? That's called a synopsis, and I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> in our synopsis, and in the synopsis we were given for the necromancer, um, I forgot my point. <laughs> um, I don't Where know. Are you going? <laughs> yeah, Chris, Jeff, you were right. Sure. I, I I didn't need you to tell me that, Sean. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we should just. <laughs> Come on, guys, really. Put that on the really. instant message and be like, "All right, skip it. We're done. He was right. Enough really, said. really. Come on." <laughs> yeah. Who you talking to? Okay. <laughs> so, you guys ready for some Doctor Horrible? No, let's finish this no? piece because I haven't oh, eaten dinner on. and I have to do stuff. And fine. This <laughs> 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 appeared as a moral dilemma because at first it was weird to swore to eliminate the worst of the plague to devour humanity. It's true, I was vague on the house. How can it be that you have shown me the light? Sorry, I had to eat that out. No, that's I had to get out that of our system. <clears throat> Crimes of complete incomplete. Hey, honestly, I live. <laughs> Mr. Cool, Mr. Right, Mr. Know It All. It's true. Another future so bright, and I owe, and it, all owe it all to you. you. You show me the light. Okay. 